Blog Talk Radio.
trials that are to try us, as if something strange has happened to us. <laughs> there certainly is an abundance of those. Father, we thank you for everything, every every bit of the refiner's fire that we have to go through. I, um, I am very happy uh, and rather thrilled that you have um, made the various things happen that have happened in my life, which are, have been rather remarkable challenges, because it snapped me out of um, kidding myself into thinking that I could behave certain ways or whatever the case is. And um, and I beseech you, Father, I was on my knees and I prayed very fervently, as you know, uh, that if you if you've got to burn down my house, burn down my house. Whatever you got to do to get me right and in total harmony with your holy will, I wanted you, I want you know I asked you to do it. And Father, I thank you for the surprises that were unplanned, the things that have happened to me, uh, many of which continue to happen. It seems like it's a never-ending onslaught of. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, most most uh, you know, relatively you know, new Christians or whatnot, or or ones who have frozen and have become frozen in their walk in churchianity would say, "Oh, the devil's doing this, or the devil's attacking this." But I always praise you, Father, because it gives me an opportunity to be able to rise above that concept and understand that you are in control. You're in control of Satan. You're in control of everything that's happening on the earth. We are told in Ecclesiastes 7:14 that the good, you know, when when we have prosperity, we ought to praise God and be be happy with it. But know that you know when things go sour, that both the good and the bad come from you, Father, and 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 it is you and you alone who controls Satan. It is you and you alone who determines what is going to be allowed to happen on this earth. You are that which restrains you, the angels, the prayers of the saints, uh, the Holy Spirit. It's not just one thing. It's I believe it's the entire kingdom of our Heavenly Father the, the, and, and all of the heaven's resources, heaven powers, heaven's power and heaven's angels. And Father, I just praise you for that insight. And, and, and I believe that 
my understanding is pretty good, and I and it really helps me to be able to deal with the things that I have to deal with, but also keep my mind keep keep my my eyes focused on the ball. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every single listener of this radio show, past, present, and future, Father God will be so driven. Uh, driven as I am, uh, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, no matter what it is we have to go through, so that they will seek you, and they will identify the things in their lives that might need to change, and that you, Father, will give us that helping hand, boost us up, cause things to happen in our lives that we didn't anticipate happen. Maybe they're scary for a little while, but as your servants, Father, we can trust you. We know that no matter, you know, what path it ends up taking us, you know, where, you know, if it's a triple Y in the road or whatever the case is, we know, Father God, that that little voice in our in, in we, that we will hear in our ear behind us saying, "This is the way. Walk in it." Whenever you turn to the left or whenever you turn to the right, Isaiah thirty twenty one. And we know that that is a promise. We believe it with all of our heart. We believe it's directly applicable to us, and and uh, as is all the Scripture ultimately. And we just give you all the praise and honor, Father God, because the days that we are in now, Father, are closing in on us very fast. Yeah, there's very few people that would argue that we see, you know, we've ha- we have these dates that are set by the evil one. Uh, we understand that you're in total control and you can uh, delay those dates all you want. Uh, we understand that. We learned our lesson uh, during uh, the 2016 election after dozens and dozens and dozens, if not maybe even hundreds of prophets came forward, prophecies, dreams, and visions um, stating that Obama would not leave the White House and that the United States would go into country, uh, martial law. We had, you know, un- untold numbers of reports, correlation that, you know, you know, disparate events and reports, whistleblowers, uh, even people that came on the Alex Jones show that had seen semi-trailers pulled over with martial law signs. Martial law is now in effect signs going, you know, filling up the entire trailer. Father, we just were so certain at that point, and yet at the same time. There was a shift, there was a change, there was a delta, uh, and it was your will. And, um, you know, while it, it played uh, havoc on a lot of our hearts, um, it taught us a, an exceedingly valuable lesson, and that is the lesson that we never know what's coming. We never know for sure. So we really need to, to you know, the, the, the takeaway from that, and we praise you, Father, for this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, is to be excited about the times that we are in right now. Be excited about the disparate reports from so many different sources over decades, if not more, of time that clearly state, and if we if we include the Son of Kenya prophecy, which goes all the way back, I believe, to 1917, um, Father, we have such a, uh, wow, portfolio of prophecies, dreams, and visions right now. Now, we know that you could shift things up. We know that you could relent. We know that things may not go down exactly as we anticipate, but um, it truly does look like the clock that has been set by the evil entities that we know as the tares, the shape-shifting reptilians and Dracos and other creatures that are most horrible fallen beings, um, and the things that they have planned for humanity, which, by the way, explains exactly, you know, I, I, Father, again, I thank you, I praise you for showing us, um, tangibly showing us, you know, what Jesus meant when he said, if those days had not been cut short, there, were, there would be no flesh saved, you know, and now we understand it because we understand exactly what the evil ones are planning to do to us. We understand that the Georgia Guidestones, uh, you know, is a reality. It is fascinating that the Georgia Guidestones, I think Brother Zen and, and Dr. Joy Pugh were correct when they said that the destruction of the Georgia Guidestones was an omen and that the moving of the Georgia Guidestones over 
over to the Middle East is yet another, you know, kind of uh, sister omen, and that um, and it's a, a marker in time. We have the evil ones making it very clear that they want to accelerate the 2030 agenda, the, the global reset. We have so many, many. Oh my goodness, there really, really it's just impossible to enumerate them all. So many markers from so many different sources that it is. It makes things very exciting, even if you do relent, Father God, even if you do decide to uh, levy some judgments and throw some lightning bolts down on this uh, forsaken earth in its current state. Uh, we praise your holy name, and we just pray, Father, that you will bring us through these things. Bring us through in, you know, in, in our health. You know, if we have to go through shifts in how we take care of our bodies uh, because we're getting older or whatever the case is, so be it. Let us go ahead and, and, and gracefully adopt those changes in our lifestyles and um, and just keep on fighting the good fight and finishing the race uh, and, and, and the race and, and just give you all the praise and honor and glory. Father, we thank you. And Lord Jesus, you are our hero. You are the wind beneath our wings. We could not make it without that wind beneath our wings, and we could not make it without your helping hand. And we commit ourselves into your holy hands, Lord Jesus. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling, who we pray is a friend, not just our Lord, and present us faultless someday before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy in the throne room. Amen. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we are again. It's a kind of a miracle. Um, I think I think every show really is a miracle when I when I think about it. And you might say, like, okay, what's your rationale behind that remark or statement or whatever? Well, you know, 
I won't bore you with endless testimony because my life is just one gigantic testimony. I mean, if I get on the phone, I, there's there's been a brother, his name is Russ, and he's awesome. And he's been helping me deal with, um, you know, he he said to me when he heard that I was doing the keto thing, you know, serious keto. I'm not talking about dorking around with some stupid YouTube channel that's claiming that they're, that they're keto or whatever. That is absolute lie from the devil. True ketosis is a is an art. It takes dedication like a Navy SEAL. It is extremely hard to do, and very few people pull it off. Um, I've I've done it several times, but not in a sedentary state as I am right now. Um, uh, you know, with um, oh, that nabbit. One of my security cameras is misbehaving. I'll have to go down and fix that. But anyway, um, uh, so you know, um, he heard that I was doing it, and um, he was like, hey. Um, you got to get yourself this tool called Keto Mojo. It's only forty nine bucks, and I, I, you know, I, I've I've owned a keto, a, you know, a blood ketone meter for a long time, and back when I bought mine, it was very, very expensive, um, you know, hundreds, and um, and then of course a blood glu- glu- glucose. I had one of those. I, I still have it. Um, I forget why, and I don't remember why I got it, but I did for a little while. Um, but anyway. He told me about the Keto Mojo thing, and um, but then I needed all kinds of coaching because there was so much I didn't understand. And um, anyway, long story short, he's been just very helpful. So a shout-out to Russ. God bless you, brother. Thank you for taking the time to help me out with all of that stuff. But basically, um, it's a product that allows you to take um, a test of your blood glucose level as well as your um, – ketone level and then it puts it into a uh, just the most amazing graphics and stuff on the web and you can track things and look at trending and uh, running averages and all that kind of stuff which is really super duper cool well anyway so I did it and I, I went ahead and got in and I started to test myself and everything and I was well alarmed because um, while my ketones were excellent or you know you know, very much so. Uh, the blood sugar, my blood sugar was high. And it's like, that's very contradictory because normally when you have like essentially zero carbohydrates entering into your body, under 20 a day, which is, you know, takes the willpower of, like I said, a Navy SEAL, um, you, you know, you should not have high blood sugar, high blood sugar at all. So it was really weird. And, um, you know, anyway, long story short, um, then, you know, so I was watching it. I was concerned. I talked to Russ about it. He said, well, this, that, and the other thing. And I was trying to, you know, make adjustments and stuff, you know, and all that. Well, anyway, this morning, strangely, strangely so, um, I woke up and it was the weirdest thing. It was like my left eye would not focus to save my life. I was not able to, to do my do, my normal morning doom scrolling for the radio show, which, by the way, I really didn't need to do because I had a whole bunch of stuff already queued up for this program. But um, I was real. I was like, man, I can't focus my eyes on the phone. This is really troubling me. And then I noticed that when I was taking communion, which I had to apologize to our Heavenly Father over because I was so distracted and troubled by the fact that my left eye was not focusing at all. It was just, it was, it was all foggy and it was weird. It was weird. And I thought to myself, well, 
you know, I'm fighting fighting some insect problems. I wonder if I got some of that insecticide in my eye. I went and flushed it and all that kind of stuff, you know, and then I'm getting real concerned. And then I had to like, Father, I'm so, so sorry. Because, you know, you're really not supposed to be distracted when you're seeking the Lord. And I was. And um, But I got over it, and I went ahead and continued to pray, take my communion, focus on my prayers on my knees, and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool. Uh, but then, you know, it still plagued me. I, I was like, I, I can't see. I can't see. This is messed up. And um, so anyway, um, uh, you know, I started the workday, and I decided to break out the meter, the uh, Keto Mojo meter. And uh, I did my test. And my key, my key, my ketone level was excellent, uh, you know, really, really good. Um, but uh, once again, my blood glucose was uh, it was insane. And now since then, I have talked to several people that deal with with these sorts of things, and um, they have told me. Now these are people that you know have very serious conditions, et cetera, and they've told me, you know, they said, um, you know, the morning the morning test oftentimes will be skewed very high. Well, mine was, and it, there's no reason why it should have been. So I'm sitting here thinking, uh, my eyes, I can't focus my eyes. I'm going, this is troubling. My left eye is all foggy, and um, and I thought to myself, okay, enough is enough. I got to stop playing. You know what I mean? In other words, I'll worry about the holistic healing process later. I got to get things under control. So if things are really that far out of control, I need to identify it. I need to get medical treatment immediately because I got to finish my, 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 my job. And my job is to do the best that I can. I don't know where it's going to lead me. None of us know where anything's going to lead us nowadays. We don't know when God's going to relent. We haven't even had the Cascadia subduction zone earthquake yet. Can you believe that? I can't. But then at the same time, when you see all the 2030 Global Reset stuff happening, you see the stuff that's happening in Australia, particularly a little bit in New Zealand, a lot in Canada, a humongous amount in the U.K., they seem to be the guinea pig countries of the world. Out of 195, they are the major guinea pig countries. And right now, Canada is in the process of locking down, and they're not shy about it. We had the governor of New York, the state of New York, come forward and basically said that she was going to issue a bill into the Congress of New York or whatever uh, to uh, to institute you know, a, a bill, a, a law, uh, to enforce people to take the new vaccine that they have queued up for the BA, B, I don't know, B.A.286 or whatever variant right now that they're all fussing about. There's other things going on as far as pandemics and, you know, pestilence and famine and stuff like that, no doubt. But, you know, the the, the lie du jour is the BA.286. I've already seen reports from, I think it was over 50 doctors that made commentary, public commentary, about the actual effects on the people that they're seeing. And in fact, there was one article that I took a look at, but I didn't have, you know, I got too much to share tonight. And so I can't, I can't go into all of it. But basically, one of the articles, that's why I talk, that's why I talk this, you know, I do this intro in the show and I talk about a lot of things because I'm covering articles that I simply just don't have time to read. I, I, it's overwhelming, as you might guess. So anyway, um, but I read another article where a, like 50, 60 doctors came forward and they said, we have seen patients that have the BA.286 and it's barely distinguishable from the from the flu. They can't even tell the difference. They don't even know. And the PCR test, they, are, they lie. Now, unfortunately, my doctor, you know, she's she plays by the book. Um, so she's a little kind of like a Dr. Fauci sort of a person. However, I'm not worried about that because she works really, really well with me and she 
she she works really well with me. She knows I'm extremely – I don't want to say that because it sounds buffed up. She knows I do my homework, and she knows I bring in file folders, and I've got printouts from Johns Hopkins University, MIT Medical School, all that kind of stuff. And I, I show her the evidence. I show her why I'm asking for this, why I want to do this. And I ask her, I ask for her grace, and I say, I don't say grace, but I say, you know, if it's okay with you, do you mind if I heal myself holistically as opposed to you giving me a handful of drugs, that kind of thing. So that's worked out really well, and we've had a long-term relationship based on that. But after what happened this morning, uh, I just said to myself, okay, enough is enough. So I ran into the uh, lab corp real quick, sent, sent a message to my boss. I said, look, I might be having a medical emergency. I don't know what's going on. Um, you know." And so I headed over to lab corp, got the labs taken immediately. Um, they're going to send them over to the doctor's office this Friday. She's going to do look at my A1C. She's probably going to do backflips. Who knows what's going to happen with that? I don't know. I really just don't know what's going to happen. But um, it's okay. You know, I um, um, I'm not worried about it. When I I'm much more worried about having st- something stop me from serving God. That would be the worst. I would much rather do what I got to do medically or whatever the case is to continue to serve God than you know get my panties in a wad. And yes, I said panties, uh, you know, in a wad. And no, I'm not no, you know, whatever, you know, or I could say be in my bonnet. I'm not going to get upset about it. You know what I mean? I thought about it for a while and I was thinking, you know, at first I was like freaking out going, no, 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 no. Because my mom died from diabetes at the age of 56. Now, granted, she didn't have the Navy SEAL, you know, discipline that I have. Um, you know, last, uh, this morning I worked out on my elliptical trainer. It was absolutely a pleasure. Now, granted, uh, my surgeon told me, you better take it easy, nothing high impact. And I said, no, I'm just going to go for a walk, a nice little easy going stroll. And in fact, it was like weird because it was like the Lord impressed upon my heart. I was only about two thirds of the way through the 20 minutes. It's just a walk. And, uh, cause you know, I got that meniscus surgery and, and here's the thing I found out from a PhD in physical therapy what the surgeons don't tell you. What the surgeons don't tell you is that cartilage takes up to a full year to completely heal. So this PhD in physical therapy, absolutely genius gentleman, uh, you know, has a YouTube out there and he explains to people, look, the surgeon's trying to get you to this place. The, you know, the, the, the PT that the surgeon puts you on is trying to get you to that place. You know, when you get to that golden place and then you run out of post-surgical time on your insurance. And then when that occurs, by that moment in time, the surgeon wants to be able to shake your hand, pat you on the back and send you on your way, you know, because that's it. That's it. No more insurance. The insurance won't cover anything else. So he's got to get you to that point. So he's loaded me up with 800 milligram ibuprofen, ibuprofen times two. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, he tells me I want you to keep on doing the PT, which, of course, I can't do because it takes too long. And I just I can't. There's no way I need time to pray. I need time to do the prepare for the show. I need time to do things that I got to do. Plus, I'm going to have to work long hours in order to be able to cover the workload that my boss has thrown at me. And um, I, one of my friends that's working there right now, he's a little bit of a pain in cheeks, but um, he just he uh, pushed my boss too far, and my boss was like, my boss jumped him. Uh, so I know that my boss is at his wit's end right now. So that's my heads up. Um, uh, now this, you know, the college, you know, he's probably going to quit, but that's okay. He's just one of those guys and, and he's very talented. He has a degree from Harvard and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, 
that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. A lot of people, I, I texted a lot of people, let them know that, that I was going in, you know, to get this emergency, uh, you know, lab done and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and then, of course, I had to go back because everybody's worried. And I had to, like, tell them I, I had to give them an update. So, fortunately, um, the way text messengers work, I was able to write one really abbreviated update. It was only about three sentences. They were fragmented sentences. They weren't complete sentences. But it basically said what I just told you now. That you know went in TBD 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 gotta wait till Friday for the for the labs then I'll go into the doctor doctor tell me whatever and then um, blah 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 this that or the other thing now I uh, I got hooked up by brother Russ who is a, a fervid listener you know a dedicated listener of the program has been for a really long time I don't I'm not saying he listens to every single show but um, uh, you know a lot of people don't but anyway um, and and of course you know why would I I would never expect that um, but anyway praise God. Um, um, uh, long story short, uh, you know, after compiling all the information and stuff, I threw together a little thing that said, you know, when it, you know, eyes were blurry, uh, blood sugar was high, uh, decided not to take any chances, went to the doctor, have an answer in three days, uh, you know, um, no big deal, you know, don't worry about it, TBD, 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 you know, two BD tournament, uh, everything is okay, I'm at home, blah, 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 you know, because people are like, please, please, tell me what's going on, you know, are you, are you alive, are you dead, are you limping around, are you, do you get eat by t-rex what what's going on and um so anyway uh that was the that was the beginning of my day today um and that's all right that's all right praise god and then i used the uh keto mojo uh thing to test myself i had uh oh i don't know in the middle of the uh, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon maybe one thirty in the afternoon something like that or you know whatever and um i had uh let me see let me think what i had I had uh, yellowfin, Genova yellowfin tuna in olive oil, and I had um, a can of Beach Cliff fish steaks in soybean oil. And then that was good for a long time, and then um, then around 5, I grabbed a chunk of cheese, a Monterey Jack, which is zero carb, uh, out of my little fridge here in the office. Uh, of course, I had to share a couple of slices with the dogs because, you know, they'll like I mean, I really believe that, you know, with boxers and the way boxers are, that if I wouldn't have given them a slice of cheese, that I would have seen real tears coming out of their eyes. I mean, they it's it's not like they want to eat up all your cheese. It's just like they have to participate like part of the family. You know what I mean? And you got you got to give them a bite. You have to. So anyway, um, but anyway, I, I registered all that um, and it's all good. Praise Jesus. I'm not like I said, I'm not worried about it because I really don't think here's the thing. I got to be able to last. I got to be able to finish the race. And Brother Russ hooked me up with the coolest thing in the world. I just love it. I'm so psyched. And it turns out this woman, uh, this lady, Dr. Boz, uh, that's what she calls herself. um, And she, uh, hold on a second. Let me just uh, see if I can scroll up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Her name is Annette Bosworth, MD. Um, And anyway, long story short, she put her, she has a book that she wrote that sold like 17,000 copies, New York Times bestseller, whatever, because her mother developed cancer and she didn't know about fenbendazole and all that kind of stuff. So she went after, you know, keto. And anyway, long story short, her mother got cured of cancer by going on keto, real keto, not this baloney stuff that you see all over the internet, the real deal, which takes fantastic, like I said, Navy SEAL-like discipline. 
All right. And the reason why I'm talking so fast isn't because I was I, I'm I'm on an H2O2 oxygen thing detox right now. It's because I'm burning fat. Okay, this is a ketosis. I'm I'm my body is living and giving me all the energy I need from ketones. I'm burning ketones. Um, and that's because it's finally after oh my goodness gracious, since September the first. So how many days is that? Let's see, one, two, two plus seven plus seven plus four. Okay, seven plus four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then 14, 14 plus 12, there you go. So um, that's how many days. Looks like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 20 days I've been doing this. And finally, after all this time, um, I uh, uh, am. I can tell I'm burning ketones. Uh, my energy levels through the roof. I, my sharpness level. I, you know, by this time of the day, any before I got Navy SEAL on myself and went crazy and got super strict. Um, before I did that, um, by the time I would get to the Wednesday night radio show, I would be so burned out. I would be like, how am I going to get through this show? And I'm sure that you heard my voice and the tone of my voice on a couple of shows because I was that burned out because my body was not shifting over to fat burning. It just wasn't. Too much sedentary. So I think one of the things that helped me this morning was I actually did get up at 4 a.m. and I did go down to the elliptical trainer and I did get on it and I did go for a walk. Now, I didn't do the full 20 minutes. I'm trying to take it super easy on my on my knee because that would be devastating. If my knee got dorked up at this stage in the game uh, while I'm trying to get everything else in order, it would be, well... The worst, absolute beyond the worst case scenario, be infinitely, it would be logarithmically the worst case scenario. So that is not a risk that I can take. I need to take it very easy, which is fine. Um, And anyway, so uh, story over and on to the next thing. Praise Jesus. So we have a lot of, lot. Okay, so evidently the Men in Black, somebody emailed me and they listened to the entire Men in Black video that I have on tribulation-now.org. And they said, did you know that that guy predicted 2024. Now that guy, this is decades ago, decades ago. That's what I call correlation. When you're able to identify disparate sources that have no collusion, they don't know each other, they're on different parts of the world, there's no way that they were sharing notes, there's no way that they were reading posts on Facebook or any of that kind of things to skew their intel or their feelings about stuff, okay? When, when you're able to connect the dots between multiple sources that there is no possible way whatsoever that the conclusions that they came to were shared or influenced by anything else. That's when you have a pretty dagnabbit good source, praise God. And then you can correlate them and say, okay, this person, that person, this person. But when you look at um, Tom Horn's last book, Zeitgeist 2025, which I got to really dig in on. Um, I, I don't know how this next weekend's going to pan out, but whatever. Um, I want to try to cram that book down like I've got a college final, you know, I really do, because I know there's some, a lot of good stuff in there I haven't gotten to yet, but Zeitgeist 2025, what's up with that? He wrote that book a long time ago, well, years ago, um, and um, and then we got that Men in Black video where the guy said 2024, we got the very end of the movie that was made in the 1980s called They Live, which is about reptilians everywhere, and, uh, the you know, the special sunglasses and stuff, and at the very end of that, they go into a big, you know, 
I don't want you want to. It's a meeting of the elites, is what it was. Meeting of the elites. All these bankers and stuff. And they're sitting in these beautiful tables and tablecloths, and they're and the guy standing at the podium, and he's like, "We're going to do this in time for 2030 or something along that line." I'm almost positive he said 2030. I'm almost positive he said 2030. In the end of the movie, they live. You know, that's just a little bit too much coincidence to be able to call it a coincidence. As Einstein said, coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. Praise God. So anyway, um, uh, we've got that. We've got uh, Alex Jones, Colonel Flynn, Douglas, uh, Colonel Douglas, I'm sorry, General Flynn, Colonel Douglas McGregor, and Tucker Carlson all coming public and stating that they do not believe there's going to be a 2024 presidential election. They believe there's going to be some kind of a black swan event. That's what General Flynn calls it. Uh, some kind of a major event. Well, turns out, now I don't do the, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, I'm going to get to it at the end of the at the end of the news. They are called remote viewers. So I, I used to get into the remote viewer thing, but then I, I thought to myself, I really put I thought about it. I'm like, this is actually kind of a type of divination. So I thought to myself, I'm not really going to get into it. But Greg Reese doesn't know any better, and he's you know that guy that puts a lot of stuff up on Alex Jones's site. Well, anyway, so he dug into some of the uh, Farsight Institute predictions and stuff like that. Um, and um, he, his headline on that information is that something really, really horrible is going to happen before the end of 2024. What is it? I don't know. Um, and I didn't listen to it because I don't need that much information. But I'm getting data from so many disparate, unrelated sources over a, a fantastic amount of time. And then we got all the proclamations of the World Economic Forum, the CBDCs that are already going into effect. We've got the European Union that's just announced that if you don't take the CBDCs, we are going to cut you off from society. So you you really – the stuff that's going on is, you know, we've got lockdowns that are already in progress in Canada. Um, uh, it's There's no way I could talk about all the things that there are. There's just no way. All the ships, all the planes in Taiwan, the fact that Russia just went to North Korea to cut a deal. By the way, I, uh, Douglas McGregor um, did a program, um, and I listened to it, I don't know, probably about 4.30 a.m., 4.40 a.m. in the morning. And I said, whoa, this is some seriously important information because he totally blew the whistle. He's like, look, you know, Putin's going over. He's meeting Kim Jong-un. He wouldn't do that if he didn't clear through Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping doesn't like North Korea. So if Putin's going over to meet North Korea, he already talked to Xi Jinping, which means that there's a high level of likelihood. In fact, he thought it was absolute, absolutely that Putin was planning on sharing uh, ICBM transport uh, engineering specifications with Kim Jong-un. So Kim Jong-un, what he does is he takes his, like, you know, uh, version of the beast uh, car, you know, it's what they call the presidential vehicle. It's supposed to be impenetrable and all that. He has his version of that, and they backed it into a uh, secured steel railway car, uh, and they, uh, um, they rode this highly secured train up to meet with Putin. Okay, so um, anyway, according to Douglas McGregor, that is all uh, Putin forming an alliance with North Korea for the purpose of, you know, they got the nuclear warheads, right? So the only thing they're lacking is a, long, uh, you know, an ultra-long-range 
uh, nuclear warhead delivery vehicle. Okay, so McGregor believes that that's what the whole deal was about, hooking up North Korea with um, the rocket engine that's necessary. And, of course, the uh, satellite, uh, you know, positioning system and such because you know north korea's got the satellites up there you know they've got a lot of the things in place so does iran okay so and and all that kind of stuff so anyway um that that video by the way by the time <laughs> by the time i had listened to it at about like i said 4:40 a.m. or whatever and by about you know 7:15 7:30 a.m. which is about the time i go into my office People were already going like, what happened to the other video? What happened to the other video? I'm getting no video there, no video there. And I'm like, censored, 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 censored. And then they're all like, you know, what What did he say? And I, I did, I, you know, he said a lot of stuff, but that was the, that was the punchline. That was that, what I shared with you right now is the piece of information that caused the evil ones to censor it and get rid of it immediately. All right. So anyway, now you're privy to it. You know about it. Praise God. Um, so anyway, oh, and by the way, this keto doctor, this uh, this lady, Annette Bosworth, they call her Dr. Boz. Um, as, as incredible coincidences would have it, she just relocated her headquarters down to Tampa. So I kind of have a sneaking suspicion I'm going to get to meet this lady sometime. I don't know. Um, she's got a heavily discounted training course, and I kind of like want to take it, but I got to look into it a little bit more. For a, it's cheap. Um, I mean, comparatively speaking, because she could have easily charged a thousand dollars for it, and she's discounting it down to two ninety seven, which is fine. But you know, we're talking about life changing stuff. You know, literally the removal of all. Uh, doctor medications and the curing of diabetes. It cures. Her method cures it. It eliminates it from your body, but you have to be totally dedicated. And once you get going, you know, there is nothing that feels, there is no food that tastes as good as thin feels. Just remember that. There is no food that tastes as good as thin feels. Okay, that's a very important thing to embrace and understand because, you know, the high that I am on right now from the keto, uh, the, key, the ketone-based uh, energy uh, system that I'm operating off of right now is to die for, okay? Your mind is incredibly sharp. You talk fast, articulate. You can think of different subjects exceedingly fast and parallel, and it is an amazing feeling. Praise God. In fact, it's far better uh, than the high-intensity energy that you get from the H2O2 detox, which I'm not speaking negatively about. I highly recommend it for anybody who wants to do detox, but you just got to follow the instructions and be careful because some people may do well and other people may have less tolerance for the energy surge. All right. So anyway, but I'll tell you what, in, all, in 12 years of doing this program, I have never had so many people ask me for anything as they did the um, H2O2 detox formula and where to buy the really good food grade, 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide. Praise God. I got so much of that. I got so much um, 100 part per, 120 part per million colloidal silver, I could like cure the seventh army of you know, the next pandemic. I, 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 it's just over time, you know, over time, it's like I, you know, I would 
pick up another gallon. It got really expensive during the middle of the pandemic when they were going after Jim Baker and going after the pillow guy and all that, um, you know, suing them. Uh, for how dare you suggest what, you know, what, what is up on the NSAID site or the, you know, National Institute of Health had an article published. It said that sil- silver particles kills, they're a bacteria, they're a bactericide and they're a viricide, silver particles. And right now, Berkeley Water Systems is suing the EPA because they put silver particles inside their um, uh, filtration system and the EPA is coming after them. And they're like going, this is bull. This is bunk. Okay, and so they're countersuing and all that. We'll see where that ends up. Anyway, they're insane. The whole world is insane. I, I just, had, just had a person email me. Uh, you know who you are. She was like redefining the the definition of the word long-suffering for, because of stuff she's seeing happening and all that. Long-suffering is defined as follows. Having or showing patience in spite of troubles especially those caused by other people. Okay, so there you go. Okay, so it's not just purely patience. I would I used to say all the time to make it simple, I would say that it's it's really really major supercharged patience. Which it is. You just heard the definition. But if you're going to zero in on it and get, you know, go from a macrocosmic view to a microcosmic view, Having or showing patience in spite of troubles, and especially those caused by other people. That's an excellent definition. Praise God. So now you have that, and you can thank Sister Lisa for that. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And before we go into the rest of the news, we're going to be bringing on Robert Vandrius Mitchell pretty soon, but we've got a lot to cover. First, let's go ahead and handle the kids, because they're out of control, aren't you, kids? All right. All right. Praise God. Oh, oh, that's funny. Okay, anyway, why are more and more people not visiting Hawaii? Because in Hawaii, they don't allow loud laughing, only aloha. <laughs> Get it? Only aloha. And a special shout out to Brother Kendall for that one because... That's doggone good, isn't it, kids? (laughs) All right. Praise Jesus. All right. The next one is, I seem to be developing an irrational fear of German sausages. I fear the worst. German sausages. I fear the worst. (laughs) Yummy. I can have German sausages. Okay, and where does a TV controller go on vacation? To a remote island. (laughs) An island for remote controls, right? (laughs) All right, and on that note, praise God, a couple of scriptures to go your way. This is from the uh, enhanced uh, uh, um, uh, thinking, thinking. Thinking Amplified, the Enhanced Amplified Bible, Philippians 2, verse 13. I saw this and I was like, hey, I like that. That's cool. i got to share it with people. So it says, bracket, not in your own strength. Now, remember, what the Amplified actually does is it goes to the Strong's Enhanced Concordance, and it 
finds the synonym meanings, this, you know, the harmonized alternate meanings, and it weaves those into the actual text. So you don't have to look up the strong stuff for that verse. You can just see it, you know. Now, it's not 100% of it, but it's enough to amplify, praise God, the meaning. Hallelujah. So it says, not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. I don't know about you, but I dig that. Praise God. And then this is just out of the New King James, Proverbs twelve twenty five. Anxiety in the heart of the man weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. So here's your encouragement for the day. We're getting awfully close. We're getting so crazy close, I don't even know how to articulate it. But it's exciting. It's exciting. All right, isn't it, kids? Isn't it exciting? Okay. Well, then as far as I'm concerned, that's the final word. And now for prophecy. All right, praise God. And this was sent in by Brother Justin Bruno up in Ontario. He's in he's in a town. I think I hopefully I'm recalling it right. Tiny Ontario. <laughs> Isn't that a funny name for a town? Tiny. Now you know what I imagine that it's so tiny it doesn't even have one red light. <laughs> I wonder if I'm right. Anyway, praise God. Um, but he sent it in, so I I haven't even read it. But I I. I know him and uh, good enough, and he helps out a lot with the radio show and everything. So I'm going to go ahead and read this and be surprised. Difficulties and Snares. That's the title from Wings of Prophecy. My children are traveling a rocky path right now. Many obstacles suddenly appear on their path that require careful consideration and navigation. Wow. So true is that. Children, I know you do not understand this path that you are on. Or why I am allowing such obstacles to be in front of you or to confront you. You must be readied for what is coming, and many of you have not faced such difficulties before. You can say that again. And it goes on to say, quote, if you will seek me, if you will involve me in everything that you do, consider that done, I will guide you carefully around the obstacles. I will show you how to make your path easier to navigate. Dr. Boz, Dr. Boz. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, difficulty is not my desire for you, but difficulty you will face in this time as persecution begins to arise in earnest against all my children. If you are not trained in hardship, there is a temptation in difficult times to blame me for the difficulties. For the harshness of your lives, when, you know, for the difficulties and for the harshness of your lives when it is simply the time that you live in. Hmm. Be patient to endure what is before you. Walk carefully as you would in a minefield, for this is truly what the enemy is attempting to place you in. Your paths from this time forward will be fraught with peril as the enemy seeks again and again to trap you in his snares. Okay, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So anyway, 
I don't know what to think about that. Um, I Again, um, please, I am such a strong believer in the Word of God. I, I mean, I'm such a strong believer in the Word of God. And Matthew 18, 19, which comes right after one of my favorite verses, which is Matthew 18, 18, which is that which is bound on earth is bound in heaven. That which is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. That's a courts of heaven scripture, praying before the courts of heaven. Jesus says in the very next verse, Matthew 18, 19, he says, And again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. You know what's really cool about this particular version of that promise? Is it doesn't say that we have to be gathered together. Okay, we can be on the phone, we can be on a chat message, we can be agreeing that way. But agree with me over this. Would you, please, in prayer? Okay, I'm going to pray it in three, two, one. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we're a whole lot more than two or three on earth are agreeing. We pray in Jesus' name that you will count us worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before our Lord Jesus at the wedding supper. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And now we go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Oh, man, I accidentally hit the next button. I wanted to hear game over because, you know, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty game over-ish, <laughs> you know? And and when you think about it, when you think about between – think about how much time we have between now and just – let's pretend. Let's play a game of pretend, shall we? Let's pretend that our departure date is sometime in 2025. Well, you know, even if they didn't do something bad to Trump before the election, which to me seems irrationally insane to even consider, all things considered, they know what they're up against. Okay, they know that, um, you know, if Trump goes and talks, you know, at a garage sale somewhere, there's 10,000 people standing out (laughs) outside. So they see it, right? All right. So anyway, um, so I don't know. The idea of there not being an election, the idea of something really, really bad happening and maybe at the end of this year or whatever, a black swan event, whatever, that makes a lot of sense to me. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to this. This is uh, from Redacted, uh, Clayton and his wife. And um, and let's go ahead and listen to this. It says, what Russia and China are doing will change everything in the West wants war. Well, they're definitely right about that. All right. Let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of this. Here we go. Oh, man, this is big. And almost no one in the West is talking about it. The corporate corrupt media are ignoring it, of course. What China, Russia, and North Korea have done will change everything in the biggest way possible. Their trade and economic expansion has the West crapping its pants, which could push us into World War III. Now, many, myself included, believe we're already in World War III, but just wait until the real shooting starts. 
because that's honestly how Washington sees the world, rather than spending trillions of dollars on our own infrastructure in the United States, building out our own Belt and Road Initiative with new railroads and infrastructure and shipping lanes and all of that. No, we'd rather enrich the military-industrial complex, give that money to weapons manufacturers like Raytheon and Northrop Grumman, enrich those people. Meanwhile, there's people sleeping on the streets of the United States. The number of homeless people on the streets and in shelters across the U.S. increased significantly this year. That Roads and bridges are a total disaster. Crime is at an all-time high. So apparently America is fine. We'd rather enrich these defense contractors. Well, this week, we just got our clearest sign yet that the West is getting desperate. And desperate people do very dangerous things. The United States Air Force Secretary General saying China is prepping for war against the United States. Imagine that. Why would China be preparing for war against the United States? Hmm. And the warmongers on TV are saying that China is the real threat. We better prepare for war now. He was making certain his troops understood that war could be around the corner. We have all said the very same thing, that China does have a military advantage right now. More ships, more planes, and certainly more missiles. That is where the general's coming from because he knows that we're vulnerable and we have got to fix it. Yeah, the trillions of dollars we spend on our military each year simply isn't enough. We need more. We need more weapons. And right on cue, NATO last week launched its biggest military exercises yet to show China and Russia that we mean business. The Pentagon announcing they're also clearing out jungles to build brand new military bases near China. Wait a second, where are the crying liberal environmentalists now? Clearing a forest to build yet another military base? If you're keeping score, the United States now has over 960 military bases around the world. And look how many are sitting in China's backyard. The United States, in this interview, says they're also clearing off older World War II runways in the Pacific in preparation for war. So why would China be prepping for war? I can't wrap my head around it. Of course you know the answer. Well, the timing of these NATO announcements was perfect, as North Korean leader Kim Jong-un traveled by armored train to Moscow, meeting with Putin agreeing to expand their trade and military partnerships. He toured military facilities, looked at aircraft facilities. He told Putin that he will help fight against NATO's imperialism. This terrified NATO, so much so that NATO-backed Ukraine added Kim Jong-un to their kill list. Yes, a list that NATO keeps for who they'll kill next. Again, desperate people do desperate things. The RAND Corporation, a Washington think tank, wants the United States to go to war with Russia and China in the worst possible way. They just published a laughable new report on North Korea, Russia, and China's imperialist partnership. Because they're invading all sorts of countries together, aren't they? Perhaps they forgot the part where the United States now has 960 military bases, dozens right on the back doorstep of China and Russia. But imperialism? Perhaps they should look in the mirror a little bit. The report outlines... Three solutions to deal with Russia and China, the Russia and China threat. The three solutions are all military-based. It's laughable. Number one, they say, is to build a better outline on how we go to war. How exactly do we carry out modern war? Number two, they say, is to build up massive new weapons and fighting capabilities to use against Russia, China, and North Korea. So weapons. And then number three is to build out massive new military forces. So number one, identify how we go to war. Number two, build out new weapons. Number three, build out new forces. All of it leads to war. No peace talks, nothing about building our own economy back at home, helping Americans. All right, all right, praise God. So anyway, you got the gist of that. You know, I can imagine, you know, can you imagine? Do I dare? 
Do I dare? You know, sometimes I, when I think about the United States going to any kind of, you know, tangible war footing, all I can imagine is a bunch of drag queens running <laughs> running across a field going, oh, stop shooting at us, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't help but think about that kind of weirdness. We are such the laughing st- – this, 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 the collapse of Babylon the Great is absolutely beyond any shadow of a doubt imminent. Um, and, um, you know, when you listen to Ken Peters – you know, go to YouTube. I, I cannot more strongly recommend this, folks. The reason why I speak so authoritatively when I say that is not the mark of the beast, that is not the mark of the beast, that is not the mark of the beast, is because of Ken Peters' testimony. Simple as that. I know as a fact – so Ken Peters gave his testimony somewhere around 1983. Now, Terry Hill was preaching uh, or doing her teachings uh, – at Ken Peters Church, but he recently passed away and went to heaven um, from kidney, you know, complications with kidney kidney disease or whatever. All right, and uh, so I don't know what's gone, going on with his, you know, whoever took over the church there, um, and it's none of my business. I don't care, but I do highly recommend that you type in Ken Peters Tribulation into YouTube and listen to it. Just kick back, put your feet up, relax, have yourself, you know, a nice cup of coffee or whatever. And listen to the whole thing and pay real, real close attention. Because, for example, he sees United Nations trucks and they're like in Humvees and he'd never seen anything like it before, that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of things that he saw that are only, they weren't, they did not exist in 1983. I think that's when he did the video. It was on the Prophecy Club. And um, anyway, um, he was taken by the Lord, you know, and placed in line to receive the mark of the beast. And he describes it in great detail. It's a big deal. Okay, it's not like you go into some pharmacy or something and somebody sticks a little needle and injects some little RFID chip or anything. It's not like that. It's not at all like that. It's a big deal. They want to chop your heads off. They want to scare you to death. They want to threaten your children. They want to say if you don't reject Jesus, this gives them a satanic thrill. They want to chop your head off. Why? Think about all – I mean, I know this is sick and twisted, but I mean, it's reality. Think about all the adrenal chrome they're going to get. I mean, really, when you think about it, just the lines for the Mark of the Beast ought to generate enough 55-gallon drums of adrenochrome that these guys will be set up until the end of the Great Tribulation. Uh, and, he, and he explains, you know, he says there's these hooded men, you know, that are, you know, they, they're at the front of the line, you know, they're actually, and, you know, it's, it's a big deal. And it's very well described with a lot of detail. And you will never, ever, ever watch another video or listen to another prophecy that says the American Express card, uh, you know, the uh, barcode or whatever is the mark of the beast. You'll never look at it and go, hmm, I wonder if that's true. Uh, Maybe this new vaccine is the mark of the beast. Maybe this is the mark of the beast. No. What they're doing is, and I've talked about this a gazillion times, and so of me, Joy Jeffries Pugh, Brother Zen, on those shows we spent a lot of time dealing with this subject. They're installing the infrastructure. So the human bodies are the infrastructure 
The graphene oxide is the antenna and the nanoparticulate, the nanobots that are going to be used to react to to do the bad things that they want them to do, to trigger lobotomies in people, to trigger you know to kill the part of the brain that that causes you know that prevents people from wanting to bite you know it's gonna they're gonna create a a Trump, a fake zombie apocalypse by manipulating the graphene oxide, all that kind of weirdness. Don't even get me going on all of the horrible diseases that are embedded, the Marburg viruses embedded in it, and so supposedly they can trigger that remotely as well. And they can use it to trigger a kill switch. So they can say, oh, well, Charlie Finkelberry uh, in uh, New Zealand um, in uh, Christchurch uh, on 35 Elm Street, uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, uh, he's been lipping off to, you know, one of the security guards at the FEMA camps. Let's just go ahead and hit the kill switch. Boom, dies. You know, it's pretty much that simple. All right, so anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to be here for any of this stuff, so continue, if you will, please, to pray always to be counted worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before Jesus at the wedding supper. How cool is that? Praise God. We should all be all over that. All right. This one is an actual uh, news report um, about, uh, it looks like CBS, and they're talking about the Nipper virus, which is kind of going a little nutty uh, over in India. And there are other, they're, they're saying that it's spreading you know, not only around India, but supposedly maybe even around, you know, could leak out. It has a 40 to 70 percent death rate. But the last time I checked for what it's worth, there was only like less than 10 people that had gotten it. But they're locking down the country like crazy. Okay, let's listen to this report. All right, praise God. So here we go. Come on, man. Hold on. There we go. The link did not activate into a link until just this second. Here we go. Hold on. Come on. Sometime tonight. There is no way this link is not working. Here we go. I think I found the problem. Technical idiocy. With either the victims or those... Authorities in southern India are rushing to manage an outbreak of the deadly Nipah virus. Two people have died. Hundreds are being tested as potential contacts. Salima Shivji is in Mumbai with the details. Officials are on alert and taking precautions in the southern Indian state of Kerala because of this Nipah virus outbreak, particularly in the Koriko district. Some schools are closed, banks as well as well as government offices. Shops are shuttered and the streets are a bit empty. People are a little nervous and not just because of the loss to business, says this shopkeeper. After COVID, now we have this new virus and everything is shut again. The Nipah virus spread through contact with fluids of infected bats, pigs or people is rare but has a head. Previous outbreaks do paint a scary picture. During the first one five years ago, 21 out of 23 infected people died because of the Nipah virus. Now, authorities say that in this case, they are taking every precaution possible. Kerala's health minister says all of the close contacts of those infected are being tracked and they are in isolation. At least 700 people have been uh, confirmed and identified as people who have had some sort of contact with either the victims or those who are infected, and they are being tested for this virus. All right, so... 
I was finally able to click the button without cutting her off. Boy, she's uh, that is definitely a very well-practiced reporter. They do not allow a nanosecond between sentences. <laughs> Praise God. So anyway, um, yeah, they're locking down Indy pretty good over it, and the numbers are changing, whatever. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I've seen people even come forward and say things like, here's your next, you know, pandemic. And um, I don't know. You know, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But I feel pretty, I don't know. I feel kind of confident that with the way the Canada is behaving to the BA-286 thing, um, I don't know. Well, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And if, I don't know, there's so many allegations and claims and things, and we don't know until the Lord allows or doesn't allow. All right, praise God. And he hasn't stopped anything, has he? I mean, really, when you think about it, since the pandemic, the whole Wuhan lab setup, which was in 2015 with uh, the Antichrist, Fauci, and uh, Melinda Puke Gates, um, and uh, Satanic Witch Gates, I should say, who, by the way, actually has enough satanic morals to not want her husband going to uh, Epstein Island like 5,000 times. <laughs> so even satanic witches that wear upside down crosses, uh, you know, have their limits, I guess. Oh, get us off this alien demon infested rock, please, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And the next one up is Colonel Douglas McGregor on Judge Napolitano's show, Judging Freedom, making some comments about stuff that we need to know. All right, let's listen to this. Here we go. Hold on. Praise God. Instead, it was transformed into an entitlement to the point where ever since we've had a certain percentage of officers at each promotion board who have to be black. Oh, hold on a second. Symptom of it. Three, two, one, go. Judging freedom. Dun, dun, dun. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. Colonel Douglas McGregor joins us today. Colonel, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. I had the... Uh, ability to view a talk that you recently gave at the Ron Paul Institute on Labor Day weekend, uh, which was a marvelous, uh, marvelous dissection of the problems facing America today. And I thought we'd sort of sort of start with the big picture stuff before we focus on the latest in uh, Ukraine. You used phrases like America has no moral compass. We are a runaway train. Atheism, nihilism, Marxism, globalism are assaulting us. Um, how do you put your finger on this? When did this start? How did we get to where we are? Joe Biden is not the cause of this. He's a symptom of it, though his colleagues may very well have caused it. You know, that's a that's a, a $150,000 question that demands hours of response. I think what we can say is that we've always had a certain number of people uh, in our country that have rejected the country, rejected the republic, rejected the essential values of the republic, and rejected American national identity. And uh, numbers of these people uh, embrace atheism, and there's certainly nothing in the law that prohibits that. That's fine, but when you when you embrace atheism wholeheartedly and you end up in a position of power and influence, which is what we have today in Washington, 
that leads you down a very dangerous road. And that was really my point, that uh, if you believe that there is nothing higher than you, that you make all of the decisions that count, and those decisions can be made essentially at your whim. Uh, if you believe that if it feels good, do it, uh, that there, there are no moral values or judgments that affect you, that you operate independent of all of those things, well, then, you know, you're a potentially dangerous person if you have power. And I think right now, a pretty substantial number of the people running this country fundamentally reject uh, everything that 90% of the American population takes seriously. How uh, dangerous is the uh, military-industrial complex and the trying to think of the verb, whatever transforms a four-star general uh, into a uh, member of a board of, uh, of directors of a corporation that is sort of rewarding the general post-military mm-hmm. for his uh, craven. Uh, All right, so I'm going to save time and not uh, go deeper into this. Um, I probably heard something around about the middle of it, um, and it was really compelling. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, McGregor gets wound, uh, you know, he is is uh, he gets a little bit, you know, uh, into it uh, toward the middle of it. But unfortunately, I didn't time mark it, and so um, I I don't. I can try to hit it, but I'll, we'll see what happens here. And he said, "Remember, there is no one in your unit that knows more about." your profession and your unit than you do. You are the most experienced and competent man in your unit. Well, I sat there quietly and I know from experience and I know because I had wonderful mentors. All right. Yeah. So anyway, I lost. uh, So apologies. Let's go ahead and move on to the next bit. All right. Praise God. So again, McGregor reports that Russia will give ICBM, uh, uh, you know, rockets to transport the nuclear weapons that Kim Jong-un has so that he's able to send them to the United States proper. All right. Um, and so that's, that's, that was the um, McGregor. The, I don't know who the person was that was interviewing him, but it got yanked in like less than two hours. So it was a big deal. Uh, and I, I wish I had, I, if I had known it was going to get yanked that soon, I probably would have come in and downloaded it. But anyway, I was a day late and a dollar short and had a lot of confused, confused people going, the link is broken. So they really yanked it fast. That one there was touchy. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, speaking of um, drag queens, turns out, uh, and I'll just read this. It says, TFP and Defend Our Kids Texas was on site during a, listen to this, Dallas Church's, quote, drag Sunday service, okay, and the attendees recited this pledge. Now, let me let you know that this particular church has a gigantic, I mean, it is gigantic, um, rainbow drag queen LGBT LMNOP flag, and then there's all these drag queens, a bunch of them. Probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Looks like looks like about fifteen to twenty of them. Listen to this. If this isn't enough to make you want to grab the KO pectate, I don't know what will. Here you go. Oh wait a minute. Sorry. Okay, hold on. 
to bring it up. Listen to this. This is nausea. We stand for justice, proclaim love, and defend the rights of all people. We recognize that all people are made in the loving image of God, no matter how insane and satanic they look. We celebrate this divine diversity of the LGBT, LMNOP, QRST, Andromeda Galaxy, and Planet Pop-Tart population. Drag queens are often blankety-blank, but we know that they are people who show us what it means to be truly authentic if you want to know what people in the very bowels of hell look like. Oh, for crying out loud, I can't take it. That's in a church. Nah, it's not the end times. <laughs> the Seven Mountains Mandate people would be going like, you're a dim and gloomer. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, do you think they'll ever come down off the mountain? I pray for them, man. I do. I really do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and here's the headline. Uh, multiple remote viewers warn of the of a world-changing event at the end of 2024. Doesn't say anything about what it is or what it could be. They just say it's world-changing. So I'm not going to get into that, um, but I do like the correlation of the date. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The next one up is a comment by Biden about, what do you know, Israel. Let's listen to this. By the way, if you search on the headlines about this, you're not going to find the headlines, even if you use DuckDuckGo. But I happen to stumble across the actual quote on YouTube. So here we go. I want to play it for you. Listen to this noise. Oh, so many reptilians, and you just don't know what to do with them all. There is no shift in my commitment the commitment to the security of Israel, period. No shift, not at all. But I tell you what, there is a shift in. The shift is that we have to, we still need a two-state solution. It is the only answer, the only answer. And what I'm convinced of is that we can now move, as I had did even before where I was able to negotiate, well, I shouldn't be. Okay, before he starts babbling in, like, strange alien languages, I'm like, you know, forget it. We got the point. So, anyway, time to move on. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so, breaking report. Uh, hallelujah. Here we go. All right, uh, Chuck Calestro on uh, the my finely tuned Twitter feed. <laughs> Talk about doom scrolling. Uh, um, but, anyway... Uh, Matt Getz has been just going nuts over um, McCarthy for good reason. I mean, he's, McCarthy's wearing a Bohemian Grove. Oh, come on, man. It's just such a mess. So it turns out that Matt, Matt Getz and Lauren Boebert were absolutely correct for being very, very vocal against voting for McCarthy, which means that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was very, very naughty for pushing McCarthy because McCarthy gave promised her that she would have some sort of a committee position. So the cronyism and the favor doing and the back slapping and the handshaking and all that, the one, only person it seems to me that's in all of the Congress that hasn't compromised themselves yet is Matt Getz. The rest of them are a bunch of 
whatever. All right, so I won't get into that. But but Matt Getz has also put House resolution forward, and he says, resolved that the Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. All right. You hear what he said? Vacant. Okay, so he's trying to get signatures on that resolution because evidently McCarthy isn't even bothering to show up for work. All right, so there you go. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and play a little bit of this snippet. This is redacted again, talking about the F-35 crash and how weird that was. Okay, so let's go ahead and bring this up. Come on. There we go. What really happened to that missing F-35? Three separate mysterious military crashes in the past few weeks. Was it simply just mechanical failure? Uh, Was it hacked by a nefarious foreign government that we need to go to war with immediately to stop them from doing this? The timing of it seems really impressive, doesn't it? Just as Volodymyr Zelensky is about to arrive in Washington, D.C. to ask for more money in the war effort, so timing really could be at play here, um, is the United States preparing us for a massive false flag operation? A number of sources I've been speaking to over the past few weeks are very concerned that the, the U.S. government is prepping us for a false flag, something big, on the scale of perhaps a 9-11 that would literally throw us into chaos and force us to mobilize in some sort of massive war effort or something else. So all of these things are on the table here, pushing us to war with Russia, a hack that took down these airplanes, who knows? Uh, China. Yeah, or China, something like that. On the heels of Mark Milley saying the Chinese spy balloon was neither Chinese nor spying. Right. Uh, So so this is interesting timing. So keep awake, everyone. That's all I want to say. Keep awake and question everything. Question everything that these people are telling. I question everything. And the number one thing I question is, Jesus, where are you? Praise God. Thank you. Oh, oh, this one. You're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. I just, you know, I threw this one into the mix for tonight's program on account of that. um, You're going to love this one. (laughs) So this is like your bonus audio bite. Okay. Listen to this. Oh, and um, yeah. Uh, Get the KO pack date. Okie dokie. Here we go. Most of us feel discomfort when we think about pedophiles. But just like pedophiles, we are not responsible for our feelings. We do not choose them. But we are responsible for our actions. And we must make a decision. It is in our responsibility to assess and to overcome our negative feelings about pedophiles and to treat them with the same respect we treat other people with. We should accept that pedophiles are people who have not chosen their sexuality and who, unlike most of us, will never be able to live it out freely. All right. I think you've heard enough. I think you're probably already downing your second bottle of K.O. Pactate. How did this individual get a microphone, and who is this individual talking to? Let's move on before I start to yak. It's not good to yak live on the show. 
All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. American journalist Jackson Hinkle. The least we're going to see is Russia taking over everything from Kharkov to Odessa, he says. All right. Let's go ahead and play this little ditty. All right. Here we go. That Russia and Putin, I hope they take every last square inch of Ukraine. I hope that they take it all, and I hope that they truly liberate it from the Nazis and from what's going on. I think Poland's probably going to move into Western Ukraine with the consent of the United States. And, I mean, we'll see what happens. I could be 100% wrong about all of this, but I think that the, the, the United States, Wall Street, City of London, you know, they want to turn Europe into a new power. They want Poland to rise by joining with Ukraine. They want to build up the Nordic states on the border of Russia that are now in NATO. They want to hurt Germany, Italy, and France, which they're doing. They're pushing these degrowth policies and agendas in Germany, Italy, and France, and they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, and now their economies are all crashing. Germany's in a recession. The Eurozone is in an inflation crisis, probably all going to be in a recession soon. Um, And I really think that further integrating all of Ukraine's territory uh, with, with Russia would be beneficial for the Ukrainian people. Uh, I think that it's quite clear that most of at least the Novorossiya region of Ukraine is very happy to join the Russian Federation. I think at the least we're going to see Russia take everything from Kharkiv all the way to Odessa. Uh, But, you know, I'll say one more time, Kievan Rus used to be a part of the Russian Empire, and I don't see, uh, you know, why it shouldn't again. All right. Praise God. All right. Let's move on. Hallelujah. All right. Oh, this is amazing. So um, we did a report on this program uh, not too long ago talking about how the evil empire known as Babylon the Great has given uh, long-range missiles to the Ukraine. Okay, and let's listen to this. This is very freaky-deaky. Here we go. 200 miles in range. Uh, are you okay if those missiles uh, allow Ukraine to Anthony attack Blinken. deep into Russian territory? In terms of their uh, targeting decisions, it's their decision. Uh, it's their decision. Ours. Missiles 200 miles in range. Uh, are you okay if those missiles uh, allow Ukraine to attack deep into Russian territory? In terms of their uh, targeting decisions, it's their decision, uh, not ours. That is the biggest rat's hiney cheek lie from the bowels of hell that, you know, I mean, these, you know, folks, I think really when we look around us when we're on the thousand milligram red pill, I really believe that we're seeing the largest group of what appears to be humans, but I don't think they are. What Either that or they're under duress and Whatever. I don't want to get into all the sociopolitical dynamics, but the bottom line is this. We are literally witnessing the largest group of entities that look human, might be human in some rare cases, and that are going to occupy the darkest, most horrific, most hellacious bowels of hell it's you know hell is broken up and I don't know if you're aware of this or not but hell is broken up into a hierarchy like Dante's Inferno okay depicts it um and uh we we've, we've had uh so many different people testify of their experiences and what they saw in hell and then you have at the very top 
a place of you know it's the top of hell, which is before you descend into into the pit, and it's uh, actually kind of nice. It's known as limbo. Okay, now the Catholics contorted it and called it purgatory, but it's where all the Old Testament patriarchs like David, Joshua, all the all of them, all of them, they all had to stay there in limbo because they weren't allowed to go to heaven until Jesus came to the earth and sacrificed. That's why he went down and descended down to get them, okay, after he rose again. Okay, so nobody went to heaven without Jesus. All right, amen. All right, no one comes unto the Father but by me. So you can believe. Okay, but evidently it's supposedly, uh, at least according to what Zen has told me, uh, without a lot of detail, that it's uh, pretty uh, nice, actually comparatively nice, of course. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, and, and next one up. Here we go. Sound of Freedom subject, Tim Ballard. Okay, so that's the guy that they made the movie about. Denies sexual misconduct claims. So now they're attacking Tim Ballard, the guy that Jim Carvazal, whatever his name is, played in the Sound of Movie. You know, they have seven women they've dug up that are supposedly, quote, anonymous witnesses that are all telling you know, they're saying that this that man was just naughty, naughty, and he tried to sexually uh, abuse us or whatever. It's the most ridiculous. But anyway, what isn't ridiculous today? I mean, really, you got to think really hard to figure out something that is. I mean, this is like this place is insane. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. All right, next one up. Uh, we can no longer hide the truth about the Russian-Ukraine war, according to an opinion poll here on Newsweek. Imagine that. Uh, Daniel L. Davis, Senior Fellow in defense of Defense Priorities. Okay, so, oh, and by the way, opinion or what they know, what they call as op-eds, according to Cheryl Atkinson, who wrote the book entitled The Smear, where the FBI wanted to get rid of her, so they uh, broke into her husband's computer and planted porn and then got a search warrant. It was all part of this massive campaign to take her out because she was ratting out these entities from the bowels of hell. All right, and that was uh, – and he's pers- she's personal friends with uh, Glenn Beck, all right, because they both went through similar things and whatever. Okay, all right, praise God. Next up. Street Journal reports, listen to this, billionaires are trying to shrink the world's population, according to a report. Can you believe that? Yeah. Says, last week's article of the great and the good for the richest and the richer was bound to draw criticism. Associate Pre- Associated Press, the New York meeting of billionaires, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, David Rockefeller, Eli Broad, George Soros, Ted Turner, Oprah, Michael Bloomberg, and all the other sick, twisted, pedophile, adrenochrome drinking entities from the bowels of uh, yeah, the darkness, the hellfire. You know, right now I need to have an audio bite of 23 minutes of hell. I need like the worst audio bite. It's like every time I mention these people, I just need to hit the button, and then it's like the like the worst part of 23 minutes of hell with Bill Weiss. But anyway, we'll uh, save that for uh, I guess next year because uh, I'm going to be so busy until the end of the year. I don't know what I'm going to do. All right, praise God. Oh, oh, oh! Warning, moms, dads, get the kids out of the room. <laughs> All right, or or or, or, or get some uh, soundproof uh, 
earbuds or something and put them in all their ears, okay, moms? Okay. All right, so th- this guy is so freaked out about what he's filming. Uh, let's just say that, uh, you know, he drops a couple of the fudges, you know, a Christmas story with, um, you know, oh, fudge. Okay, so he drops like a big old handful of fudges. All right, it's only 16 seconds long. If you can't stand the fudges, uh, I'll do a countdown, and you can put your hands over your ears for 16 seconds. Okay, countdown is five, four. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Five, four, three. Two, one, here goes. Somebody explain this shit to me. There's something going on over here, right? But the sun is over here setting right now. The sun is over there setting. What the fuck is that? Can somebody explain this shit to me? There's something going on over here, right? But the sun is over here setting right now. The sun is over there setting. What the fuck is that? All right. All right, kids, you can come back into the room now. (laughs) Yeah, now we're starting to see some folks, well, getting pretty vocal about they're driving down the road and they're they happen to have, you know, everybody's got a, you know, uh, basically a miniature ABC studio in their hands nowadays with the, uh, you know, the decent cell phones. And so all they got to do is pull it out, press the button, hit the re, uh, video record, and they can pan back and forth while they're driving down the road. It's not even really that dangerous to do it. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, he saw – I have – I've been collecting these for about 14 or 15 years. So I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. All right. And it's it's a case where the individual sees the sun – all the way to the right, he films it, and then he pans his camera all the way across the horizon and says, what's that? If that's the sun, then what's that? And uh, going all the way back to like, oh, goodness gracious, probably 2011, I had this really outstanding one from back then. And people are like, well, what is it? What is it? You know, is that Nibiru? Is that Nibiru? Folks. You have to get your arms around this. It is a solar system. It has five to seven planets orbiting the brown dwarf, which is so black that you need an infrared attachment, such as the Lucifer attachment, that is on the Mount Graham, 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 Vatican Vat. Okay, so if you type in Lucifer, Vatican Telescope, and you scroll down, okay, um, and of course there's these, uh, but anyway, so here it is, Popular Science, the article is still up after all these years, and Popular Science, ha- it says, Lucifer instrument helps astronomers see through darkness to the most distant observable objects, and it says that the Lucifer Lucifer acronym stands for Large Binocular Telescope Near Infrared Utility with Camera and Integral Field Unit for Extragalactic Research. I'm sure that was what came first, the acronym <laughs> or the ridiculous uh Kopecky, please. Shrimp fork, shrimp fork. Ugh. 
Okay. Oh, this is an interesting little tidbit of uh, stuff. All right. Praise God. So these are the diseases that have had an uptick in the last 30 years. How far back does that go, actually? Well, you've got the 2000s. Then after that, you've got from 2010 to 2020. So there's 20 years. Okay, then you go back another 10 years, and that goes back to the early 90s. So going back to the early 90s, we have an 890% increase in ADHD, a 299% increase in Alzheimer's, a 2,094% increase in autism, a 10,833% increase in bipolar disease, a uh, 1,111 of celiac disease, I don't know what that is, chronic fatigue syndrome is 11,027% more, depression 280%, I think that is way low, way, way low. Having to having been a victim of depression multiple times, I can tell you that that number is not properly reflective of the reality. Diabetes is up 305%. Um, fibromyalgia is up 7,272%. Hypothyroidism is up 702%. Lupus is up 787%. And osteoarthritis is up 449%. Oh, don't forget about sleep apnea, 430%. So I broke the grip of I don't I don't thank goodness oh God, I just hated that CPAP machine. Ugh. Anyway, praise God, thank you Jesus. Next headline up: Joe Biden's TikTok. This is on the New York Post. Joe Biden's TikTok army received over 5.5 million in funding from George Soros's Soros to push left-wing causes and bash conservatives. Did you know that? Uh huh. <laughs> uh, anyway, next one up. WorldNet Daily reports major power moving to eliminate any visible evidence of Christianity. And it says now, it's talking about China. Now, a new report is warning that the communist regime is trying to suppress any visible presence of Christianity. So if you can see it, wipe it out. So at least at this point, they're not hunting down people that are sneaking out at 2 o'clock in the morning like they have to do in North Korea and praying together in caves. And then we find out from the pastor in North Korea that snuck, you know, he was able to get himself out of there by going across the demilitarized zone. We find out from him that one of the main things they pray for in the caves in the middle of the night is the United States because they know the Christians in the United States are probably not going to make it. Imagine that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Africa is shifting towards the yuan and the rupee in trade with Russia. So again, the list of nations that are siding with the BRICS nations is out of control. The list is growing every single week. A very large percentage, probably about a third of the nations of, of Africa are already shifting over. Saudi Arabia, it's it's a done deal. And the United States Treasury bonds are being dumped in unbelievable record numbers. This is not sustainable. So the doomsday clock people need to move the little doomsday thing up. I know they're talking about only nuclear war, but they need what they need is a financial collapse doomsday clock. 
<laughs> All right. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I don't want to go over too much further. I want to get Brother Robert on the on the program. United Nations set to agree on new pol- political declaration on pandemics next week. And it's a horror show, they say. In four days on Wednesday, September the 20th, our representatives are going to be meeting at the United Nations. will sign off on a declaration titled Political Declaration of United Nations General Assembly High-Level Meeting on Pandemic Prevention and Preparedness. That don't sound good. Another headline reads, Pfizer-Gate, tragic truth of COVID vaccines reveals 50,000 Brits have died suddenly in just eight months due to the five-month countdown to death caused by the C-19 vaccination. Is it true? I don't know. But I will say there is an expert out there that appears to be extremely authoritative and very well-connected, and he claims in his research that over 20 million people have died from the COVID vaccine and the booster shots worldwide so far. So far. Another headline. As Eastern Libya reels from disastrous floods, a new threat emerges, which, of course, has to do with dead bodies that have been on, you know, and that are floating around in water and all that kind of stuff, because it takes a long time to get that many people. It was 11,000, I think it was. Wow. And can you imagine how much long, how many more years do you think they'll be unburying the people that in the Turkey quake and Turkey blamed the United States for for causing that quake? I have a video shot, shot from a horizon uh, way back, probably about, I don't know, 400 yards, 500 yards back. Somebody was shooting a video of, of this these buildings. They appear to be about 10 stories high, and there's about eight of them in a row. And a per- somebody was filming it when the earthquake hit. Every one of those 10-story buildings crumbled to the ground, just literally just went and just crumbled because they have very substandard building codes. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, whatever. Uh, will we ever know the truth? I don't know. Maybe maybe when we see people getting injected into the lake of fire, we'll have a pretty pretty good idea. And you know what? So we didn't get a second, Nure, you know, a Nuremberg too. Okay, fine. It's always a lake of fire. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. United States House schedules first Biden impeachment hearing, this says. Constitutional questions surrounding president's involvement in corruption and abuse in public office. goes on to say that uh, the Republican House will hold its first impeachment inquiry hearing on Joe Biden. Daily Caller announced, says House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced the impeachment inquiry last week into the, into the Biden blah, 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 blah. Nevertheless, Matt Goetz is still angry. All right, next one up. Thank you, Jesus. All right, European Union chief says the public who refuse the World Economic Forum's digital ID will be excluded from society. Hmm. Next headline up. Published by American Military News. Here's China's first step if war with the United States breaks out. The Pentagon has unveiled its new 2023 cyber strategy, painting a sobering picture of the looming cyber threats from China and Russia. Fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. American Blackout, National Geographic. Why was it filmed? Why did it say American? Hmm. Interesting stuff. They don't even have to do a shock and awe. 
They don't have to bomb. They don't have to bomb the infrastructure. They don't have to do anything. They just press a button, uh, you know, like a Nitro Zeus button, if you know what I'm saying. And if you don't know what I'm saying, well, that's unfortunate. Watch the movie Zero Days on Prime, and then you'll know what Nitro Zeus is. And I'll give you a hint. It's not good. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell, the fellow who let us know years ago that uh, Mike Pence was a shape-shifting reptilian that attended, you know, satanic ritual ceremonies while we were all sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. And guess what? Turns out he was 100% right. So pay attention. Here we go. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Robert, are you there? Yes. Hello, uh, Brother John. Yes, I am here, alive and kicking from Wales, Great Britain. Yeah. It sounds like you're in the Wales local town cathedral. Oh, um, oh wait. Maybe I... Uh, is this better? But I yeah. The, know, uh, uh, yeah, okay. you, you had... You, yeah, you had a little bit of that Yamaha Cathedral sound effect going on. And it was kind of right. neat, you know, in, in a Russian Orthodox church sort of way. <laughs> okay. I, I Personally, I wouldn't mind to visit uh, Russia and see uh, the Russian ballet, Bolshoi. Oh, absolutely. Hey, hey you One know, I was thinking, I thinking, I was thinking 90s, to myself, man, Robert has the biggest flat in Wales. Man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's incredible what's going on, and yeah, you are right to be to be honest. Bit of false flag operations that, and and the people that you mentioned, and I don't think in a way things go that we probably don't see an election. I'm not going to bet on it, but I think we could probably see one or two one or two false flags uh, minimal. No, it, you no doubt have heard about those three. Uh, was it an um, F thirty five? What was been what been down? And yeah, so uh, F eighteen Hornet and a third plane. Sorry, that is that is not going. That's uh, is a, to me a prelude so, so to a hacked? false flag. Do you think yeah, they hacked at it? At least so they say. If they are hacked, yeah, they are hacked by their it? own people. Well, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I think this is an interesting trivia tidbit that is directly related to the to the notion that the F-35 might have been hacked. Um, so at my last job, which in many ways I miss, um, turns out that the one of the last gigs gigs you know consulting gigs that I had that I was assigned to was to help a very well known if you don't have one of their products in your house worldwide I would be 
Now, you know, maybe if you're in like, you know, Nepal or something like that, you might not have one of their products. But Americans and the UK folks and all that and France and all the developed countries, it would be unlikely that you don't have one of their products in your house. That this is a very big global company that makes incredible products. But anyway, my job was to help them. They have an automotive uh, division, and it turns out that cars nowadays, the newer cars, the really new cars, the ones like last year and this year, are so electronically advanced that they're highly hackable, highly hackable. And so there have been these new automotive cybersecurity standards that have come out that um, are, wow, super strict. And so all the companies in the world, really, that make any kind of an electronic assembly, I don't even care if it's a headlight. It can be a headlight. It could be a key lock. It could be anything. Anything that's electronic that goes in one of the new new cars has to go through rigorous cyber hacking testing before it can be put into the new car. It is absolutely amazing because they're, you know, the industry said to themselves, wait a minute, these things are turning into rolling cell phones. They're hackable. And sure enough, they are. So the concept, to your point, I mean, to you know, your, your allegiance to the concept of it being hacked isn't far-fetched at all. It's actually right on, you know, 10-4, right on it. And, and I, I, but I don't know. I mean, they're saying that Chinese satellites with uh, directed energy weapons, lasers, were directly above uh, Lahaina at the time of that tragedy. So, you know, and I'm seeing, I don't know about you, but are you seeing an uptick in directed energy weapon videos on out in the internetosphere? Because they could be on anywhere. They could be on tele, you know, they could be on Telegram. They could be on Facebook. They could be on anything. They could be on Instagram. They can, they can be anywhere. Have you been seeing them? Because I have. I've been seeing a, a lot. Like there was uh, footage of some people in Mexico, and they were freaking out. And there was a, a dew weapon hitting the side of a building. And they were watching it hit, and it was making a ruckus of a noise. And, every, and the women were all crying, and the men were like, you know, excitedly talking in, you know, Mexican and such. But um, have you been seeing an uptick in that? Uh, as Robert, I haven't been looking online. I haven't been much online myself. Uh, Lauren or Esme or one of my other authors may have seen them, those videos. and But that's a prelude in order to blame it on either Russia or China or both or, or North Korea. So, yeah, because the West, at least the U.S., they want this war with Russia in part of their depopulation, of course. Yep. And they will hide out in their underground uh, dumps. Now, yeah, good luck for everyone that goes with them. Uh, for for me, no way. I have been in those dumps and never again. So I'd rather stay above ground than underground with those reptiles. But, uh, yeah, the elite, they want this war with uh, Russia and China. So... 
they will say and do anything to blame everything on them. Uh, was it not uh, that we now see an uptick also in possible uh, military coups in on the west coast of Africa? And they probably kind of say, oh yeah, we need to be there in order to prevent that uh, Russia and China will get in there. Because, of course, for one, a lot of the Western uh, nations in Africa has a lot of oil and gas in the sea before them in the Atlantic. So uh, the the Western elites don't want those African countries to getting as rich as we saw in the past, in the 50s, 1950s with uh, Norway, but was quite a poor country. Uh, up till the 1950s, till they struck oil, and then suddenly they became from poor to to a rich country. So the elite don't want that to happen in uh, certain African countries. But secondly, also they want that Russia and China will get their hands on it as well. So that is another area that we will see uptick in uh, events that we will see overthrowing of certain countries and their leadership so that America and uh, and the Brits and the French can put their own uh, puppet government in place. So Africa will be another tested, uh, testing ground for this global war. But the elite is trying to uh, unleash on us. But, yeah, certainly what happened with those three planes in a very short period as well, that to me certainly seems to prelude to a a false flag operation done by the U.S. themselves. People have to be aware about, made aware about it, that, uh, that it isn't China or Russia or even North Korea, but that it is our own intelligence agencies, us, the CIA, and others. So, yeah, I hope that people get more aware about that, uh, especially now we're nearing, uh, in a, in less than a year, if it goes through elections, and we could see a possible whack. What was the movie in the 90s? Was it whack the, the, the dog or whack the tail or something? Oh yeah, wag the, the dog. Like, yes, yeah, false like operation. Yeah, that's a pretty old movie now. That's a, that's a real old movie now, but um, the From concept. From the 1990s. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the uh, the special effects and everything. I mean, man, it it almost kind of feels like when you're watching it, it almost feels like it was made in the 80s. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah oldish looking, but yeah, yeah. The, the special effects and everything are are poor but the premise and the plot of the it's it's alarming because it's so true it's so true Uh, yeah the the same another movie you mentioned uh they live with with uh roadie piper if i'm if i'm correct yes yeah no so so they, they live is arguably one of the most prophetic movies ever ever, 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 ever made. Okay, so not only does it disclose the sheer numbers of shape-shifting reptilians that are among us, the terrors, 
But what I find to be one of the most astonishing things about that movie is at the end, or near the end, when the two guys walk in to the elites meeting, and the person behind the podium says we, something along the lines of, we have to be ready for the 2030 agenda. Now, it, when you consider that that movie was made in the 80s, so let's, let's go ahead and take a look here and make sure that I'm not losing my mind, but let's see here. Let's type in, the, they live... 35 years ago. It came out 35 uh, years ago. So it says uh, 1988. Yeah, so, so that's 35 in, years ago. Yeah, well, you're better at math than I am. I have to actually, I have to ask Alexa. Oh, wait, she's going to answer me now. But anyway, um, yeah, so you got that. And hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, they live um, elite um, scene. Gathering. Yep, yep, and here it is. They live 1988, the power elite scene. Let's 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 quit. let's turn this on here. Let's listen to this. Hold on a second. Here we go. Our projections show that by the year 2020. 20- oh no no. Hold on a second. Let me go back to the beginning. Da di da di da. All right, hold on. Got to adjust the gizmos and the gadgets and the cables and the shmables and all that kind of stuff. Here we go. Our projections show that by the year 2025. Not only America, but the entire planet will be under the protection and the dominion of this power alliance. 2025. The gains have been substantial, both for ourselves and for you, the human power elite. <laughs> Yay! Woohoo! Pedophiles, baby killers, two weapon users, yes. you freaks. You have given us entree to the resources we need in our ongoing quest for multidimensional expansion. And in return, the per capita income of each of you here tonight has grown, and this year alone, by an average 39%. Yay! You bunch of freaks off going to hell in a handbasket, every one of you. But anyway, isn't it amazing? I thought it was 2030 that they said, but they said 2025. And you know what, though? They're right. Yes. By the way, the guy that was uh, the, the guy that was uh, addressing the crowd, uh, if I'm correct, if my memory serves well, that was also the guy in the homeless shelter in the church in in the early part of the movie. Oh, I I don't when notice you, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I you okay, know. But I, yes. Yeah, no. Good, good job. Good job. Yeah, no. Hey, you know. I mean, look at John Fetterman right now. That ain't John Fetterman. It doesn't look anything like John Fetterman, and he doesn't have any of the tattoos on the on the underside of his arm. It's 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 an I don't know what it is, but it's it's what blows me away. It absolutely another clone. John Fetterman, the the entity that they're referring to is John Fetterman right now because the other one obviously died. Um, but they don't want to lose the Senate seat. So they won't they, – they put a fake in place, and they weren't able to find a suitable body double. So they, they found this guy that doesn't look anything like John Fetterman at all. Not even – I mean it could be like his distant cousin maybe. But um, – oh, gosh. How brain dead, Robert, does a human being have to be to believe – 
that that's actually Fetterman. Yeah, it it's makes exhausting. me wonder. And 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 the reaction I saw online that he gave, uh, uh, what was the question that they asked him? It was something, and he made a very weird answer. And, and whatever he said, it's it's such an insanity that someone like that is in the Senate. Uh, same as we have others, of course, Feinstein and, and others, but then Feinstein is already in her late 80s, I think. So, yeah, you can expect that she will react in the way she does. But this better man is in his 50s, I think. And uh, he reacted in such a moronic way in the video I saw on the Rumble. It's it's incredible that that people voted even for him, and even someone met. Uh, what is it? The disease? What is it? The disease he has? Is it all? No, not Alzheimer. Um, what was the disease that he has? Fetterman. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't. Or do I care? I'm sorry. I don't want to sound had, callous, but I care a lick. <laughs> he had an accident, and because of it, he, I think he, uh, had he a developed stroke. something. Yeah, or something like that. But yeah. as you said, they don't want to lose their seat. And those Democrats, the demonocrats, as I call them, they will go to any length in order to hold on to their power. Uh, it's it's an insanity, and. As you already said, Canada has already now put in new uh, lockdowns. God help that they will try that with the U.S. again. And I wouldn't be surprised that they're going to try to roll out. I do wonder how many people will follow this time the lockdowns. Probably only the people that live in the very deep blue states. But I don't think that most people, certainly people in the red states, who are conservative or even the, the third uh, category independents, that they probably don't fall for it, but no doubt the ones that are very deep into the blue, they will probably fall again for it if they're going to roll out uh, or they try to roll out, of course, the lockdowns and the masking, because apparently... Fauci had been asking for people to mask up again. Oh, my God. It is 2020 all over again. If you don't watch out. Yeah. It's such an insanity. Yeah. And then the rollout so, of, the, of the new vaccine for six months and over. So anyone over six months have to take the, the vac vaccine at least. So far on a voluntary basis, yes. But that could change that they will try to do it mandatory. God help if that happens. But, uh, yeah, so far I know here in the UK, the government didn't came up with those rules. They have only said, uh, they only gave the advice, I think, in the UK for people over 65 years and over and people with certain health underlying medical problems but they didn't as they did with the first vaccine uh, that everyone was called for a uh, vaccination so thank god the UK government has learned apparently from that but the US 
by what I have been uh, hearing on uh, Rumble, they're going to do 2020 and 2021 all over again by the, by the sound of it. It's an insanity. But then it, we live in an insane, insane uh, time now, and uh, it's all these along people built fall for it and they will go along with it that they will continue to do this if people will say no way and you thank God you got a lot, a lot of new doctors in the US that now seem to standing up against it and that they will not promote the vaccine to their patients and I hope that the group of doctors will only getting bigger and bigger because I think that is the only way forward if it comes to the vaccination. Right. right. That, that, right. That, that MD doctors stand up and that they don't advise their uh, patients to take the vaccine and that they don't take them themselves. So, but it, it's such an insanity. And yeah, it's, but it only will last so long people will fall for it. And yeah. Time will tell in the in the coming weeks and months how this will develop. It makes me also wonder. Right. Uh, I think a month ago or three weeks ago, when they announced in the media that uh, Doctor Jill had suddenly COVID, I, it makes me wonder if she had COVID at all. That it just was in order for the for the rollout for the vaccination to bring a hope to bring a lot of scare into the public domain. But nonetheless, time will tell what will happen. And uh, But it's an insanity. And uh, I, told, I told my alters not to dare to take this vaccine, this COVID uh, experimental vaccine, especially the uh, Moderna and the uh, Pfizer nor the other ones as well. Because the reason that they still uh, call it an emergency, so far I understand from it, is so long they kind of keep the medicine, the vaccines an emergency, that means that people cannot sue either individually or as a group the the pharmaceutical companies for their loved ones that died on the vaccine or got hurt. Right. Let's shift gears for a second because um, we're, you know, it's not that this isn't an interesting topic, but it's been beaten into the ground so bad I'm going to slip into a coma if we keep talking about this. Um, So anyway, um, so I'm just curious, what do you think is um, eventually there there are – there are uh, um, uh, there's a lot of chatter out there, as you know, because there are people in the United States Congress that are infinitely interested in uh, UFOs. They call them UAPs or whatever. There's even been some yeah. testimonies that have forward, you know, that I think you're aware of, where they said that they actually had, um, you know, biological beings. 
Um, there's even been some videos that have been released. Now, you and I, of course, are going to think that's kind of laughable because they're all mesmerized by a one stinking gray sitting in a chair. <laughs> like, what? You know, it's like, uh, excuse me, knock, knock, who's there? But they're all like, wow, there's a real alien. And I'm like thinking to myself, do you have any idea what's going on? I mean, what is your best guess, given the exposure that you've had to these otherworldly beings? Um, now, what, how many species what I, would you estimate are out there that, that are part of the mill labs and things like that? In, in your travels, how many different species of aliens would you su- submit that you've physically seen and are aware exist in the mill labs and the various ships that you've been on? Um, if I go by by that park, uh, going back to my childhood, I have seen at least 30 different species, and uh, that, that not only in greys and different reptilians, but also some that look like a octopus and kind of an octopus type of creatures and and that. Another thing, when I was used in PI40 but was formerly known as Majestic 12, and no doubt it has a couple of other names uh, since I was uh, released from that in 2010. I saw on paper, on paper uh, some of the files that I had uh, been reading is that, uh, that PI-40 knew at least of about 115 different races that were in contact with this planet. With different people all over the over the globe, also through the different ages, going back for at least the last three four hundred years. Well, let me ask you so, this. Let me ask you a question. So we know that there are. Um, let's just use the term alien. Okay, let's not get let's split hairs. All right, so. We know that um, there are alien beings that are siding with the Russia Russia side, you know, as you would put it, the um, the uh, Romanov side of the Illuminati, um, and we also know that there's a an abundance of various Nordics and who knows what all. Now, you had seen the Syrians at the Montauk facility because they were behind yeah. the actual implementation of the chair. Now, what are those? What do the Syrians look like? Uh, there's some, some that I saw were seven foot tall, and they had more, their pupils were more like cat like with some of the species like that I have seen. Uh, Sirius uh, cut at least. So I know three different stars, Sirius A, Sirius B, and Sirius C. The ones with Montauk were connected with Sirius B. And Sirius B got, I think, about four or five different planets around that star. Some, uh, the ones that we call from, from uh, the ancient times, uh, from ba- the time for Babylon, uh, and also connected with uh, the African tribe. Uh, what is the tribe's name? Uh, but the, the African tribe talked about that they were in contact with beings that they call nom- nomos. 
Nomos is an amphibian uh, group of beings who come also from one of the water planets in Sirius B. And and they were also the same, but also were in contact with uh, with countries in the in the near in the close uh, past, not the ancient past as before Atlantis, but in our recent past, our Sumeria. As in the Sumerian tales, it's described that the beings that came uh, on land, what they call the Anunnakis, also went back at night into the sea. And as I said, Nomos was an amphibian race, the same as the Dokons described in uh, Mali, I think in West in West Africa. The Dokons. Yeah, yes, the Dogons. The Dogons. It, yes, those doggone Dogons. You know, um, you know, I have the book, and boy, let me tell you, that poor guy, the guy that wrote the book, I forgot what his name is. I have to look it up. It's called The Serious Mystery. Robert, uh, Robert K. Temple, I think, is his name. Is Robert Temple? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, for those, hold on a second, got a Justice Rayo stat here. It was written in nineteen You know what, though? You know what's amazing about that book? Did you know he took something like 10 years to research that and put it together? It was like, I think it was even more than 10 years. Talk about a labor of love. And I read, yeah. I started reading it. I know. And I, and I started going through it, and I was like, man, because he, he goes so deep. He goes really, really deep to make his argument stick. You know, he's like trying to explain to the reader with fantastic details in his research how his research is unimpeachable. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. it's just like I'm just kind of like, you know, I want to cut to the chase. You know, that. so like I wonder if I got a video here. Hold on a second. We found that one from – so let's see here. The Dogon um, – Alien dance. Okay. Oh wow! Comes right up called... with serious matter feeling. African tribes' shocking origin in the stars. The the Dogon secret origin. All right. So let's go ahead and see what this says here. Okay. Oh, this is Mali, from... Africa. Ooh, it's 1931. Ancient alien. Whoa. French anthropologist Marcel Griul treks through the forbidding desert in search of the mysterious Dogon tribe. Da, da, da. When he finds them, he becomes fascinated by their culture and traditions. As Griul starts collecting Dogon legends, here he they are dancing. An eerie similarity to ancient tales found across the globe. Tales of amphibious gods, in this case called Nomo, Nomo. who came from the sky, lived in the sea, and helped mankind. Nomo. You were right, man. You just yeah, said no the no. word Nomo. So what do the Nomos look yes, like? And they are amphibian, uh, more to the reptilian, but they are more water reptilians, if you like. What amphibians are, as far as being reptilian, huh. and in, in within the reptilian species, you have such a variety. It's not only the ones that we know as uh, iguanas, 
Dick Germany. Sorry. Okay. No, but really, I yeah, couldn't. Really, I couldn't really, read this. You know what the name of this? You know what the name of this one is? I couldn't read this, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so get Let's this come one. Back on the, the, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. To come back on the question that you ask, uh, what the yeah. whole thing in the Senate has to do now with uh, UAPs and UFOs? Now, what I think, what they are planning, uh, is another false flag operation with with so-called aliens. And uh, during the uh, hearings, you hear talking this so-called uh, guy that was an intelligence operative, at least if we have to believe him. Uh, he talked about, I can only tell you things when we are in the skiff, as he calls it, yeah, in this soundproof right. uh, room. And what that means, what I get a feeling of is what that means is that they can ask for billions and billions of money uh, for to create a protective shield or something uh, but in order to uh, keep in the future any aliens away from here. But for that, they need an, an amount of money that is unlimited. And of course, and congressmen, if they want to see uh, for themselves, they can because they will say, of course, we we need to build this shield around the planet and the system, and we cannot have people being shuttling up and down because, of course, they will not let them go on the technology that we already have for the last 40 years, uh, the anti-gravity technology and all. So they they can ask for in a second round when that will come and that will be behind closed doors in the so-called uh, skiff and that means that American taxpayer have to pay for unlimited amount of money to create more weaponry but it's not needed because we have already the weaponry around us uh, what came out of the Star Wars project in the 1980s. The real reason for Star Wars of Ronald Reagan wasn't a shield against nuclear weapons from Russia. No, it was to keep the positive aliens away from here. That was the real reason for SGI in the 80s. And so yeah. they 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 want to create an they want to create a whole new system but it's an upgrade of the old one, and that is why they now suddenly come with the so-called revelations about the USPs and and all that uh, thing. And a lot of the USPs that we see, they come in from the, the Skunk Works, uh, works in California, uh, Rayton, uh, Rayton, and all the other companies that are in the in the in the uh, classified projects. So a lot of the TikToks that they talked about, they are man-made. They are certainly not alien. But the thing is, uh, yeah, they they will use this in order to get the money what they need for a future yeah, false flag operation and what will be so-called aliens. But of course it is us uh, and and also holographic, but one way or another, this whole thing that we saw happening over the last, was it four weeks ago or longer ago that you had the Senate hearings? But yeah, that is 
for a prelude for the future for a false flag operation that has been in the planning for a very long time. It was uh, Werner from Brown who said on his deathbed to his assistant, uh, Rothin something, she was a school teacher, she got very white hair, if I recall. He said to her, the last trump card that they can use is going to be a fake alien invasion. And he said that in 17-4 on his deathbed. Yeah, but hold on a second. So hold on a second. I know he said it, or at least I know that that's what they say that he said. Now, here's something to chew on, something to think about. Why, if they already know that there is a massive number of otherworldly alien beings that are coming to the earth, which they do as a fact know are coming, they see them as their gods. That's why the Pope on Sol Invictus comes out and waves as the Pleiades and Sirius cross over the uh, horizon. He's waving to their gods. We know that the approach, any of this, any even meager freshman level study of uh, Zechariah Sitchin's research um, discloses very rapidly that the um, Sumerian text and many other texts, for that matter, uh, clearly identify the fact that as, uh, you know, you can call it whatever you want to, the destroyer, Nibiru, whatever, as that solar yeah. system gets closer to Earth, more th- there's going to come a point of time when gazillions, an untold number. One book that I have estimates over 90 million reptilian-like beings will flood the Earth from outer space, and they will be probably, you know, people say they're going to be coming from Nibiru, but if Nibiru is the brown dwarf, then they're not coming from that. They're coming from one of the planets that orbit Nibiru. Now, why do yeah. I bring this up? Well, why do I bring this up? Because I'm, if you put your, if you think about it, what value? What's the purpose? What's the motivation for these people, these entities, these whatever they are, to do a fake alien invasion? What good it's, is it going to do? Them? It has no meaning. It's not, no, it doesn't matter. Robert, Robert, it's set, please, just hold on a second. Your brain is spinning. Your brain is spinning. Stop your brain just for a second. Stop it for a second. Stop your brain. Okay. Get some freeze spray. Stick it in your ear and squirt the freeze spray in there and just freeze it up for a second. Listen to the logic. When they yeah. already know that the real aliens are coming by the gazillions in big, giant spaceships, okay, to invade the Earth, they know it as a fact, then there, then there is no reason to fake anything. Therefore, I submit strongly that Werner Braun, von Braun and, and all the people out there that have been told the story, and boy, could I name a lot of names, the story that there's going to be a, quote, fake alien invasion, were duped. And it's false 
counterintelligence. Why? Because if you apply the principle of quid bono, or some pronounce it qui bono, who benefits? What's the point? What's the motivation? That is the number one question that a jury in a capital crimes case has to answer. You can't say that Colonel Mustard killed the person in the library with a candlestick unless you can come up with a motive for Colonel Mustard to kill somebody with a candlestick. And the problem is you cannot, cannot come up with a motive for any of these entities, these people, these evil ones, to do a fake alien invasion. It profits them nothing. It doesn't do one dag nabbit thing for them. They have no motivation to do it. None. The only thing it can be is counterintelligence. Oh, well, give me one then. Let's see how many holes I can shoot in it. I got my BB gun right here. Let's go. Come on, man. I'm ready. Okay. Now, for one, they, they, they believe in their hearts if they can roll out this fake alien invasion, that will and bring the wolf together. Uh, and they It'll can bring roll the out then. Okay. Okay. In I their, need to get one of belief, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get to read for. I got. I, this is like a debate club thing. I got it. I got. I get my chance. All right. So, so where's that? Okay. You know what I need to find? Hold on a second here. Uh, <laughs> I gotta find old Coca Coca Cola commercial. Okay. Let's see if I can find one of these. Oh yeah. So so they're gonna bring the world together and everybody's gonna do this. I'd like to buy the world a home and fly oh, la, 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 la. We're all gonna oh my God. Hold and sing because Ron Braun said fake aliens. Oh yes, we're gonna Oh come on. That is the lamest no, but, you can do better than that, Robert. No, but come they, on, they, man. They believe nope, nope. They, they, believe, no. they believe maybe that has changed. I'm not among them anymore, but they always believe if they create the fake alien invasion and the threat is real enough, that would rally the world behind them and then they can roll out their global new world order. That was always one of their plans. Okay, and there are still well, hardliners among the Illuminati yeah, who believe well, this. Okay, so Robert, I'll tell you what. If there's a fake alien invasion while I'm still on the Earth, I'm going to buy you a $200 dinner. I'm going to roll up a couple of crispy Ben Franks, and I'm going to stick them in an envelope and mail them the whales. Because it ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. The argument is lame. It has no motivation. They're not going to accomplish dilly squat. It is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay, that being said, okay, I mean, come on, man. There's There's no point in it. It's a waste of time. They've all been told the same lame, useless story, all of them, all of them. The, the, the guy that, that does the Men in Black testimony on his deathbed, he's like, and they're going to do a fake alien invasion. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. I'll bet anybody, okay. multiple Ben Franklin. They're not going to do it. As a matter of fact, we are so close to World War III breaking out right now. 
that you can smell the smoke from the um, from the um, uh, from the missiles, the HIMARS. Okay, that's how close we are. We all know it. We all know that we are literally one bomb, one long-range missile, which, by the way, they're pumping into the Ukraine right now. We're one long-range missile away from World War III. Yeah. We're very, very – And essentially – But listen, hold on. Let me make this point, and then I'll shut up. I promise. I promise. They, and they just moved a bunch of tactical nukes over to the U.K. for delivery to the Ukraine, tactical nukes. So my point is this. The one piece of credible information that we do have is from a 10-year-old boy who his, – his mother gives the testimony because he passed away. He met with Jesus. I can play it. I got it right here. The 10-year-old boy was on his deathbed. He had um, – I don't know. I think it was some kind of – frozen lake broke through the water, you know, drowned and then whatever. But anyway, he was on, he was in the hospital and um, he died and went to heaven and he met with Jesus and the Lord showed him, I'm shortening it up. It's a long testimony, but the Lord showed this little boy, he was like 10 years old, that during World War III, there would be a massive alien and real aliens, real which, by the way, aligns with the Bible, which is Second Ezra's um, chapter 15, verse 28, where it says the dragons of Arabia will come down upon the earth, and they uh, and all that see them will fear and fly like eagles, essentially, onto the earth, and all that see them will fear and tremble. Well, guess what? What did Zechariah Sitchin do to his study of the ancient Sumerian texts? What does what all the ancient texts say these things are? They're dragons. And Second Ezra 15, verse 28 says, The dragons of Arabia will come upon the earth flying like an eagle, and all that see them will fear and tremble. And then it talks about this other group of alien beings called the Carmangians, which it's anybody's guess what they are. Okay, but the point I'm trying to make here is that the 10-year-old boy met with Jesus— and he was told that during World War III, there would be a massive, massive alien invasion upon the earth. Now, of course, he was really busy telling them, but mom, they're demons, but mom, they're demons. And you know as well as I do, they're not demons, but they are associated with Lucifer. They're part of Lucifer's fallen entities. Okay, so they are fallen, twice dead, strange flesh, Book of Jude, beings. Okay, now all that being said, that's the only tangible data other than the Holy Bible. I don't have, oh, and, well, well, yeah. I take that. God's Healer 7, I got it. I'm sorry. My bad. I, I lied and I got to correct my lie. I didn't mean to lie. I didn't mean to lie. I don't mean, I never lie because liars will be cast in the lake of fire. But God's Healer 7 Brother Dan, the testimony of God's Healer 7. So you got Barbara and Dan. They live in Pittston, Pittston Pennsylvania. It's, in, it's up in the northeastern quadrant of Pennsylvania as you're getting close to the New Jersey border. And anyway, so Barbara, her testimony was, I was, I was diddly, you know, hanging out in the kitchen, talking to the Lord, and... She says to the Lord, evidently out loud or whatever, she was having a conversation with the Lord, and she said, you know, Father, um, the Scripture says that um, you will hold back, you know, 
Daniel, hold back, you know, these things until the end and don't speak them forth until the end, you know, about the seven thunders. And um, so she says to the Lord, Father, aren't we at the end now? And if we are at the end, will you please tell me what the seven thunders are? And she's, she, I don't know, she's making pancakes or something down in the kitchen while she's talking to the Lord. And all of a sudden, her husband, Dan, comes running down the stairs, and he's like, Barbara, Barbara, I just had a powerful prophecy about the seven thunders. And she goes, what? And he goes, yeah, you want to hear it? And so he tells her, um, he tells her what the Lord told him. Okay, and hold on a second. Seven thunders, site, colon, tribulation-now.org, enter. There we go. The seven thunders revealed on, on tribulation-now.org. And this is what Brother Dan was told. Now, remember, I just told you about Second Ezra 15, verse 28, and the dragons of Arabia coming on the earth, and all that see them will fear and tremble, right? Okay, and Ezra's, for the listeners, was in the original 1611 King James. Okay, there were 14 books of the Apocrypha, which shouldn't have been called the Apocrypha anyway, and they were inside the original 1611 King James Bible, but they took them out. The entities from the bowels of Sheol took them out. All right, now listen. What Dan prophesied was as follows. Be of great vigilance for the thunder's approach. Although the hosts shall lead the battle, the thunders will fo- shall follow. Now, hosts, we know that our Father, our, grand, our Father in heaven is the Lord of hosts. Yea, saith the Lord of hosts. Host means host bodies. Host bodies. They can be killed because they're in bodies. They're in host bodies. Okay, so it says, although the hosts shall lead the battle, the thunders shall follow. Their might shall be apparent to all. Their glory is in my name. Prince of peace I left, God of thunders I shall return. They shall, get this, swoop down on their prayer, their, on their prey like an eagle. All right, now, hold on just a second, would you? Second Ezra's 15, all right, and, okay, we're in Second Ezra's 15, and let's go to verse 28. Hold on. Okay, behold a horrible vision and the appearance thereof from the east, where the nations of the dragons of Arabia shall come out with many chariots, spaceships, and the multitude of them shall be carried as the wind upon the earth, and all they that hear them will fear and tremble. Now, let's jump back over to Brother Dan. They shall swoop down on their prey like an eagle. They shall enter with a deafening roar. Their roar shall pierce the ears of all who await them. Fire shall spew from their lips. Fire shall enter men's hearts. They shall, they shall blind all who look on their presence. All hearts will grow cold. All will look for mercy and none will be found. They, will, they, they have been called to inflict punishment and they shall not disappoint the Father. As the wind blows, so they shall fly. 
None shall escape their wrath. Woe to all those who feel their wrath. It will be better that they had never been born. The seven seals have sealed thy fate. Thus says the Lord, mercy shall be followed by my judgment. Thy cross is of your own making. Okay, and he finishes up. He, he got a second prophecy like the next day to to finish it off. And he says, I shall not come through water, but via fire. So our Heavenly Father will not come through water. He promised not to drown the earth again. But he's coming through fire. Is it nuclear fire? Nuclear fire? Okay. He says, my messengers shall announce my forthcoming. Okay, which is, you know. Um, prophets. The cries of my children have reached my ears and they shall be answered for vengeance is mine. The sea shall hide no more. The times near when ye shall witness the mighty power which I hold in my hand. The wings of the thunders will await my command. All who do not follow me walk down the path of destruction. My angels shall breathe fire on the evildoers. The scales of justice shall weigh heavily on the unforgiven. Mercy has lost its way and shall not be seen again. The fruit of anger is ready to be picked. Woe to the evil as it grasps for the and there shall be none. The fires of hell shall surround them. What was gained through cunning and deceit shall be no more. The sea shall boil, the mountains shall tremble, for my judgment shall be swift and final. Woe to those who look for deliverance, for there shall be none. Shall, um, shall sight return to those who were blind? The scent of death shall fill, fill the air. Woe to those who bow, bow down to the evil. Woe to those who remain unmoved. The fires of hell shall consume them. Woe to the fury that awaits them. The world has not seen, nor shall witness again, the fury of my wrath. Now, you heard it. You heard it. You heard Second Ezra's in the 1611, Dragons of Arabia. We know that supposedly 90 million of these lizard folks are supposed to appear on the earth in the end times. Now, once again, please tell me why Werner von Braun's fake alien invasion means diddly squat. Help me out here. I only go by what we what he told us. <laughs> if you have to believe what he said, I couldn't resist to this woman. I, I but to, co- to come back to come back on another point, you mentioned Sitchin Satraya, who is by the way uh, a disinformer, as I witnessed him in the seventies, eighties, and nineties at satanic rituals when I was brought yeah, uh, to the high level satanic rituals. Also, he never mentioned in his book about the Anunnaki, especially about the Enkinites, as reptilians. Well, he knew that at least the Enkinites uh, are are reptilian in uh, in form, but so that that is that is one thing. Uh, yeah, the reptilians they will come back. Uh, there are also reptilians that are apparently native to the earth that also live uh, in you know certain pockets around the globe. Do you know where they came from? I, I can tell you where they came from. Do you know why there's so many different species that are native to the earth of reptilians? You know why? 
Because no. when the Anunnaki, when the Anunnaki were here 400,000 years ago, all you got to do is count the years back from the Sumerian kings list. 400,000 years ago, the, the Anunnaki were, had an outpost in southern Africa. And by the way, that's all been dug up by archaeologists, and they know what it is, and they've been, and they go on Coast to Coast AM. There are books written about it, and it's not a secret anymore. And that's where they were mining gold, in the south, southern part of yeah. Africa. Okay, and, the, and what happened was they needed, as, as goes the historical story, some people call it, they don't believe it's true, but those of us who are studiers of such information, like the, the, the uh, Mahabharata, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When, here's the thing. It's not mythology. It's historical writings. So when you yes, understand, when you stop swallowing the Kool-Aid, you know, you know, because Haley's Comet is coming, then you can snap out of your coma and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because Haley's, if they were trying – if, if they were using DNA manipulation, which they were, by the way, that's why there's yeah. so many vials. There's so much DNA manipulation on the sides of the various Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs. They always show Egyptians, you know, Egyptian gods or whatever – um, which, by the way, there is a particular alien species that looks like an Egyptian god and has almost like a mascara-like appearance around their eyes. You know, the almond eyes thing. I forget yeah. what species it's called. But anyway, they here's the thing. All are they from Sirius? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I I wasn't sure. I have I have this book here. Hold on a second. We got 20 minutes, so we're cool. Hold on a second. Let me just pull this down out of the way and turn on the light. Hold on. Here, ooh, ooh, ooh. Sirius has a deep okay. connection yep. with Egypt. With Egypt. Uh, Egypt so, so. so here we go. Aliens type type reptilians. Okay. Alien type three grays. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Hold on a second. All right. Oh, Egyptian royalty. All right, and it says it says this group it says non-earth-born humans. This group consists now. This might be inaccurate to, to your understanding. I do not know. I'm not making any. I'm not. All I'm saying is that um, when this book was written, it was written by Maximilian de Lafayette, de Lafayette, and the the title of it attracted me back when it was available. It wasn't out of print. At the time I bought it, and I got it for $35 off of Amazon. The title is UFOs, Aliens, Impregnated Women, Extraterrestrials, and God. Sex with Reptilians, Aliens, Motherhood, the Bible, and Abductions and Hybrids. Okay, that's the subtitle. And here yeah. on page 68, it talks about Group A non-earth-born humans. This group consists of three peoples from three distinct colony zones, namely Sirius, Pleiades, and Orion. Genetically, they are nearly identical to earth-born humans with the following exceptions. Abductees refer to these beings as the talls. Males average 
to approximately seven feet in height. So there's your seven foot. Females, six and a half feet. They are extremely fine featured, pale in complexion. Eyes are almond shaped, slightly slanted with a natural black liner, much like the renderings of the ancient Egyptian royalty. There are three hair colors apparently related to the colony of origin. The blondes are the Pleiades, the red-haired ones are the Orions, and the black-haired ones are the Syrians. The insignia of these combined human races is a triangular arrangement of three spheres, which, by the way, is the same as the Trilateral Commission. It's the same as the Trilateral Commission. And, and it says these. Um, this symbol has deep significance. It's very. I should say it's. It's not identical, but it's very close. And it says and is found throughout Earth history. History records records these beings as goddesses, gods, divas. All right. And I was like, well, that's pretty interesting. But. Um, I don't know. What do you got to say about that? Are you gonna is that a debunk or do you think it might be right? Uh, the race with the black hair is from Sirius A. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't know diddly. All I'm doing is and you know come, see, uh, and and their and their roots goes back to the uh Lyra reptilian wars and they fled oh. first, if I'm correct, to fit to Figa. Vega is one of the stars within the Lyra constellation, and from Vega they moved to uh, to Sirius. But they have a, a deep uh, connection, yeah, with our planet and with the various ancient cultures that we had up till the Egyptians. And so, yes, Vega, uh, they have a deep. Uh, they are Vega in in roots. And but they have a deep connection, and they also they have also connection to uh, the Hindu culture in uh, India, or whatever it was called before it became India, because India and Pakistan, of course, were at one once upon a time one country before the Brits invaded, and after they left, it broke up in two parts. But uh, yeah, so they they are going way back. But uh, connected uh, with Egypt are different groups of aliens that had an imprint uh, on them. Uh, and also the black race in Africa has their roots connected with the, rep- with the reptilians in uh, Syria. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't know, but anyway... I, you know, not not to keep on pulling your chains, but I've been listening to people talk about the, quote, fake alien invasion for so long, for so many years. And I just sit there. I, I, I'm quiet. I don't say anything. I let them talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about it. But you know what? If there's no motivation yeah, to do it, they're not going to do it. There's just no reason to do it. No, but what I said, the timing, they're now in Congress and everything, uh, something seems off. And then you okay. got also so, Stephen uh, Greer. Okay, then, then I, I'll Stephen give you that. Greer that talked about, and then you got him, uh, Stephen Greer, who also claims that there are no negative well, aliens in the universe, all aliens nah. are possible. 
positive. Okay. That makes but Greer, me uh, cry. Do you know where Greer went to college? I only know that he's Greer, an MD doctor of sorts. Would you like to know where he went to college? No. Greer got his degree from the Maharishi College. He's a he's a Far East Hindu freak. Okay. Okay. He, he's also a diviner, and he look and he had um, he was abducted when he was a kid. Um, there's a lot of people that were abducted when they were younger that are under the clear yeah. impression that um, the aliens are good because they had nothing but good experiences with them. But those are I had both I had both positive and negative. But to come back, uh, the estimate now from the 1940s up till now in abductions or abductees is estimated over 1 million people. I think that's even a low estimate. If you ask me, but okay. But that's apparently the estimate uh, up till present day on people that had uh, alien abductions. But yeah, this Stephen Greer always gave me a very negative feeling about him. And yeah. Uh, especially but, but when he mentioned there are only positive why don't, aliens. Why don't you give credit where credit is due, though? Let me ask you a question. As opposed to everything negative about Greer, let's just ask a question. Be, let's let's just be, let's be cool about it. You know, people are. It's easy to form a bias and say that person is evil. Period. End of story. Is it even remotely possible? Look, look. I'm one of the rare people on Earth that actually bought the entire Disclosure Project DVD set. It's three DVDs, and it's oh my gosh, it is gushing. Gushing with extremely credible, highly cre- uh, credentialed military personnel giving yes, I have seen vivid testimonies, vivid testimonies yes. of alien encounters. So at the end of the day, I don't care if Stephen Greer is some freaky, deaky, you know, Bhagavad goddess. Vimana driving whack job from planet Pop-Tart, at the end of the day, the information that he brought forward in the Disclosure Project, okay, it, it, it was amazing. It was absolutely stupefyingly excellent. So, you know, yes, you are right. He's I definitely I, deceived. I give him that. You know what I mean? The, the, the disclosure project in 2001. Fabulous. Before, Absolutely. Yeah, before the Congress or whatever it was, the National Press Club, I think. That, that was an yes. excellent uh, project. But uh, well, what he has been doing lately over the last five or ten years, including with the uh, CI5 trainings that he gave. Let's refresh our memory. To make contact. Hold on. To make contact. You need to understand that the technologies that we have, and we were discussing, are not theoretical. We have actionable intelligence that any committee in Congress or executive action can find regarding current operations. And I just want to go through a list of them very quickly of these facilities and corporations for which we have witnesses who uh, can be subpoenaed by the committees of the Congress. 
this was developed at the request of Congressman Christopher Cox of Orange County, and, with whom I met, and was later further developed for uh, the briefing for, that we put together for President Obama. These facilities are the Edwards Air Force Base and subsections where uh, at the uh, dry lake bed where the Lockheed uh, Skunk Works operations, Haystack Butte, China Lakes, George Air Force Base, and the closed Norton Air Force Base where an anti-gravity device, so-called alien reproduction vehicle, for which we have the schematics was seen by Frank Carlucci and others on our witness team. Uh, tabletop Mountain and Blackjack Control. Uh, the aerospace facilities there are the Northrop Anthill Facility, Tihon Ranch, the McDonnell Douglas Lano Plant, Lockheed Martin Hellendale Plant, and the Phillips Lab. At the Nellis Air Force Facility, so-called Area 51, no one calls it that. There's S4 and S12, Pahoot Mesa, Groom Lake, and a no number of sub-facilities. The most important facility is in Utah, near Provo, the Dugway Proving Grounds, all of which is underground and the airspace above it is classified. There are no roads into this facility. The New Mexico facilities include Los Alamos National Labs with underground connectors to the so-called Dulce area where the biological work is being done and Kirtland Air Force Base. And the complex there includes Sandia National Laboratories, Phillips Labs, Manzano Mountain Weapon Storage Facility, Coyote Canyon, and the White Sands Complex. In Arizona, near Fort Huachuca, which is Army Intelligence Headquarters, there is a UGB underground base where one of our witnesses, who will testify, worked on nine separate extraterrestrial vehicles that had been down through advanced electromagnetic pulse weapons, and there are several different species of extraterrestrial biologicals stored at that facility. The other facilities, and this goes on, uh, include the uh, a special compartmented area of Cheyenne Mountain where we have witnesses in our team who can be subpoenaed uh, where that we have tracked extraterrestrial vehicles in our solar system that we're measuring 26 miles in diameter. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. What he just said was some of the most condensed, well-researched, nail it, and so if he was Babe Ruth, he just hit the ball so far that it flew out of the stadium and is now somewhere up by Lake St. Louis uh, near Bonf, Alberta, okay, floating on a pond. He, you know, he talked about Edwards. Edwards is where they're moving all the um, – the, the down vehicles, all the crashed vehicles right now are now being stored at Edwards. Nellis, don't no. even get me going on Nellis. That's where the tall whites are at, is at Nellis. Nellis no, has they an are, actual... They are, they are not brought Go ahead. to... Uh, the, the, they are brought uh, since the 1990s, another major facility came online under the Utah mountain range. But, well, all, but it's all 10 I know, miles I... underground. Yeah, and it can only be uh, through the MacLeaf system. I have been there oh, on the a number Mac, of yeah, days. Sure. Where is Edwards Air Force Base located? Hold on a second, because the um, okay, it's in California. Well, all I can tell you is I was watching because. Um, uh, 
uh, crash retrieval is a, is an area that I find um, worthy of great study. Um, yes, um, I've studied uh, it for I know years that, and years. Yes, I know that there are two major bases in which, depending on what part of the world alien crashes take place. I was part of a unit uh, when I was used in PI-40. I was in in security, but was a diplomatic program. And we also were sent out with crash retrieval in case it was also a first contact situation, if there were survivors. And depending on what part of the world the crash took place, there is a base under the uh, Alsace-Lorraine mountain area. That is in the area on the border with France and uh, Germany. And for uh, for if it is in the U.S. and also south of the border, then they were brought to the new base in the uh, Utah mountain range. Not Area 51 any longer or any of the other bases. Especially from the 1990s onwards after also... Bob Lazar came out in 1989, I think, with his testimony. And, of course, with the disclosure in uh, the 1996 movie called Independence Day, when they talked about in that movie about Area 51. At that time, all the operations with aliens was already moved out of the Area 51 and brought over to the new uh, base that I mentioned before. And with any UFO crash retrievals, they are also brought to that particular new base. Right. Well, um, yeah, so I, you know, I, and I know they move stuff around a lot. And, uh, but my point was this, I think we might've even got, I I didn't mean to, to allow the conversation to get too sidetracked away from the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make was if you listen, I can play it again if we want to, but I'm just saying we don't got enough time. We're going to run out of time. But think about it. The amount of facts, not only did he mention the base, he mentioned the actual, he mentioned the actual contractor, facilities and the names of the individual contractor. The, 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 the Phillips XYZ plant is located here. The Lockheed Martin uh, LMNMP yeah. plant is located here. You know, th- that level of detail only comes from someone who worked there. So my he mother, was obviously... My biological mother, my, my biological mm-hmm. mother she, she was an employee as a corporate lawyer with, with Nordrop. And she flew quite a lot. Then Nord Nordrop uh, Grunnen. Oh, Grunnen, yeah. She died over two decades ago. But uh, so yeah. Then, but the, the thing is that I know what to say, and also the name she has named. And but also my problem with him is is with one of the other programs he is doing in uh, what they call CA. Five close encounters of the fifth kind that you go as a group into the desert or wherever and you try to hail to UFOs and try to get them down there by meditation or whatever they do. Don't they see yeah. the, uh, the, the danger 
that you put people in because we don't know what is in those UFOs if they are positive or negative or neutral for that matter. And that is such an insanity. But it falls in line with his thinking that all aliens are positive. So, yeah, from his life, from his line of thinking, of course, he doesn't see any harm in it. But ask those people that had bad well, abductions. So, so imagine this. I I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. And I hear your argument. Let me ask you a question. Is it even remotely possible that 100% of all of his encounters were positive? Or he was he, did, to he didn't that say they were he didn't say he went but I know, but he never said, I was at the Hall of Horrors in Dulcie. I saw the little children that were being fed to the reptilians. He never said that. He never no. saw any of that. You, that's my point. My point is that he's incredibly well-informed. Um, and um, uh, where else could he have gotten that information? Yes. Uh, uh, but you cannot tell me that all his uh, whistleblowers, if they are out of all those programs, that they have not seen any of the things going on there. All the uh, child abuse uh, in labor and all that, and all the other things going on, because a lot of children are also brought to those programs, especially in those reptilian bases, and they are they have to work till they cannot further work any further. And then they are being ser uh, served up as dinner or lunch, depending on what time of day. But So you cannot tell me that with all the whistleblowers in all those programs, no one of those whistleblowers has ever seen those things going on and have not told him about it? Um, well, how would you know? Now, if you're a whistleblower I mean, and you work I mean, in those deep programs. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I have the DVDs. Do you have the DVDs? I have the DVDs. And I can tell you that the DVDs are not – the people that are given testimony are not people that worked inside of Dulcie. These are not people that worked inside of S4. These are not people that worked inside of S12. These are people who um, – hold on just a second. Hold on a second. Dang on it. No, but in in one of his in one of his latest interviews he did, I think this year he did mention, uh, and in the clip that you showed or for the listeners, yeah, he mentioned certain uh, bases and certain locations, and some of the whistleblowers come from those type of bases where those. Uh, child labor abuse is going on, and where where there are horrific uh, abuse of human rights uh, are happening, and where those entities, like reptilians and other entities, are walking about in the deep underground underground parts, as I have witnessed myself when I was brought to those locations as a, uh, during my later childhood and in my early 20s. So I have I've seen it myself. And if he has whistleblowers coming from those locations and from those deep projects, as he talks about, then they must have seen certain things as well. 
but he only talks about that there are no negative aliens, there are only good aliens. Uh, and and that is not that is not uh, true. Ask uh, another guest of your, Elena. She can tell you about the negative no, aliens. I, okay, so the only point I was trying to or, make is is the question I was asking was very very simple. And what's happening is we're overcomplicating the answer for an extremely simple question. I. Like Cliff Stoll said, they cataloged over a hundred different species. Does that mean that he was on in the Hall of Horrors? No, it doesn't. When Bob Lazar was reverse engineering the spacecraft, he was he was not allowed to go in any. He was only allowed to see certain things. He was not allowed to go in yeah. certain parts of the facility. My point is this: I'm ex-military. And I can tell you, the concept of need to know is very, very real. So just because I you know. were able – right. So, so my point myself. is this. Right. So please, please, my point is simple. Is it possible – I already know the answer to this question. It's entirely rhetorical, so it really doesn't even matter what you say. <laughs> I mean I care about what you say, but I'm just saying I already know the answer. Is it possible that he has never seen anything negative, and is it possible that the people that testified in the, in the disclosure process, uh, progress, doggone it, project, in my three DVD set, that not one of them, not a one, saw anything negative? And I, I submit the answer is 100% yes, that those military yes, that personnel – Yes, that's all I'm saying. Depending on how deep that classification – depending how deep that classification goes. <laughs> Absolutely. And besides, how many people worked in Dalsey at the upper level, at the second level down, at the third level down? You know what I'm saying? That never, ever, yes. all, you know, and, and they weren't allowed to talk to one another. You know, when you worked in Dalsey, it wasn't like you could just, you know, go to the local pub and slam down a bunch of pitchers of beer and go, man, what, weren't those reptilians a bunch of boneheads? You know, it, it wasn't like that. Very few people had access to level six where the rept reptilians and the greys were walking around. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was level six, and wasn't it? The, so, the, code, but anyway, go ahead. the code that we used within uh, PI-40 especially if we, are, if we were out of security uh, areas, and we talked about aliens within, let's say, in an area where there are people with non-disclosure uh, things. We talked about it in terms of out-of-towners as a code, but it's a code for aliens yeah. and extraterrestrials. But So when we were in public and we were talking about it in terms of out-of-towners, Absolutely. Um, and, that, and that was all I was so, – I was the only thing I was trying to bring forward was in my 3D VD set, when I am watching the testimonies of the military professionals, yes. in all honesty, if I'm truly – yes, if I'm truly honest with myself, I, I cannot suggest of good conscience that any one of them ever had access to any of the parts of those bases that had the evil entities in it. No. I'd never I heard anything. They never that. said anything. So, that, so, my, so what am I saying? What I'm saying is when we make the argument that Greer thinks they're all friends and family, 
that's no different than every other New Ager on the earth. Every, excuse me, every New Ager, and I do mean every, I mean every dagnabbit New Ager, believes that the aliens are their friends and their family from outer space. And they are going to change their vibration and they are going to ascend to be part of their friends and family in outer space. I know. Who love them deeply. Okay, so my point is this. <laughs> oh, my God. But here's the thing. So, so you know, don't make me play the Coke commercial again. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You like to see the in perfect harmony. I want them to rip my body apart and dissect parts of me. Those those new ages don't seem to realize by so-called putting their vibration up that what will happen in the end, they will end up on the dinner plate or lunch plate of the reptilians, but okay, if that is what they want, good luck with that. But oh yeah, yeah. but I didn't realize that uh, that he was a new ager, or at least had the Hindu religion, but it's close to the new age. Uh, when I did research on career, and I saw that he went to the Maharishi Institute, I was like busted. You know, but no, I, I read I read a book. Okay, no, I thought no. he was so an I, idiot. So. so he was uh ab- he so in his book he admits that he was abducted at a very young age, but it wasn't an un he he was not one of those people that were subject to an let's just say an unpleasant experience. But anyway, okay. we are way over time. We are way over time and I've gotta get up oh. early and work out. So now I'm turning over this new leaf and uh. leaf and work. So if you would, please, would you close for a prayer for us tonight? Okay, I will. With a prayer? All right, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Sorry, but, uh, yeah, okay. No, serious. Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you, and I ask you to to keep the eyes and ears open of every listener, listeners to this show, and keep them open for what is to come, Lord Jesus Christ, and also the eyes. And there are the things that we have in our body that can be used. Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to ask for the protection of uh, our friend and brother uh, John and his assistant and anyone that works on the program and also doing in part the research. And I also ask you uh, to to put the uh, <clears throat> to keep the eyes open of world leaders, even if they are not belong to you. But yeah, put a seat into them that I hope you will see the truth before it is too late, Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask you to keep everyone protected that has been listening today and tomorrow and the days after and anyone that will listen to other shows of John the Baptist, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to keep everyone under protection by your will and by your grace. Amen. Amen. Father, by your grace, we pray that you will pour out an abundance of your grace upon us and have mercy upon us in the days that are to come. And in one accord, and in accordance with Matthew eighteen nineteen, where you said, if any two um, agree together on this earth in Jesus' name, that it will be given to them by 
our Father. And Father, we pray that we are all accounted worthy to escape these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man at the wedding supper in Jesus' name. Thank you. This was a fun show. Thank you, Robert. I'm so glad we were able to do it together. I, it got yeah. really interesting at the end. That was a blast. Anyway, I, I I'll, know. Talk to you. I'll talk to you soon, my I friend. Got, I got, God the, bless you, I got the crust. I got drunk from uh, the laughing. <laughs> there's a lot of good laughs. You got to admit, there's a lot of good laughs. It's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you. We'll see you again in a month from now. Lord willing. God bless you, brother. All Thank right. you for joining yes. us. Yes. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome. shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.